This is talking. This is how talk works. I'm a human with a mouth. Sounds. I changed to a yellow shirt before we recorded because I was wearing the same shirt from the last episode. Uh, We already told them at the end (laughs) that we were going to be recording this the next day because we got behind. They didn't get that episode because we had the vid. But now that things are running in running order and good flowing form. I also changed to a yellow shirt, so I remind myself to not be angry. It's the smiley <laughs> shirt. Hello, Sam. Hi. How's it going? All right. You already know how it's going. I do, but I'm... St- you know, trying to be a little performative, performative for the people. But my name is Michelle. Your name is Sam. <laughs> hey, We're here to review things because this is a couple of critics podcast. Well, earlier, a little bit ago, I was like, hey, Sam. And I was really hoping you'd be like, hey, Michelle. But you didn't catch up on it. So no. I had to mustard on no. over to mustard. do things a little different. You didn't <laughs> well, catch, I up catch up on, up on over that way. I said that first. That's why I said mustard. Hey. You gotta listen. I just you're interrupted. Still, I wasn't listening. You're still in your I was angry listening. mind. I knew when to interrupt. We went a little bit before this, thinking that we were recording, but there was a thing with the I'm computer. Dumb. <laughs> and that's why Michelle now has uh, decided that she's going to make sure that she helps Sam and steps it up a little bit and says, Is everything ready to go? I see that things are ready to go. And, uh, and we'll move on. And we'll be able to actually like make an episode instead of just talking into microphones mm. and realize, oh, there are whole stories being told. and uh, <laughs> That you guys will not hear now because we're not repeating. <laughs> no, I don't feel like going into that again. Uh, I think I'm just in a weird zone anyway because ever since I woke up, my whole body has still just been like in pain. I don't know why. You slept a long time. Or you seem like you were in bed a long time. I... I want to go to bed so early nowadays for some reason. By like nine, I'm thinking like, it yeah, sounds pretty That's good. That's not a bad time. It's a horrible time. I want to go to bed at like 1.30 in the morning and wake up at like nine. That's what I do. You consistently go to sleep before me. And oh, now yeah. you've been, you wake up after me. Oh, yeah. And I, but I don't really sleep the greatest because you exert more force in a day. You tire yourself out more than I do. So I don't think my body actually needs as much sleep, even though I feel like I need sleep for my head. But my body's <laughs> just like, no, we technically have had enough sleep. About seven hours is fine for you. You need no more sleep, Michelle. And you can sleep like 10 hours, no problem. Uh, there's a little bit of problem because I wake up and I go, oh my God. I'm talking oh! about being able to sleep. But we also sleep in different conditions. You have that blackout cor- uh, curtain in the bedroom. It's half and, open. And you can, but you can darken the room more. I'm in the big room with no curtains and animals. You're at the, the, the beck and call, is that what they say? Of the morning sun. Yes, they do say that. The sun just gets to slap you upside the fucking face in the morning. And it does not do that for me. You know why? Hate the sun. Sun should be destroyed. Where am I s- destroy the sun people at? Yeah? If the sun yeah. goes, we all go. So exactly. I'm 100% <laughs> on your team. 
If that's the quickest and easiest way to do it, let's just all freeze real fast. So I brought up the thing because my fucking neck hurts. Do you think we'd? F- what, do you think freezing is what it would be? Because if the sun goes out, we are revolving around the sun. So oh, okay. So our gravitational pull would be fucked up. So would that get us first, or would we be cold first and freeze to death? Like, what do you? Th- I mean, because I'm. You, I'm not acting like you will know this answer. I don't but really just know. kind of what your guess is. I don't think it's going to matter our gravitational pull because we would still be in constant movement. We all may be really nauseous because the Earth is moving in a way we're not used to. It would be thrown off of its or, axis. Or okay, for like sure. earthquakes and shit would probably happen, and tsunamis and stuff because now waves aren't being uh, controlled by but, gravity. But isn't the speed of light one of the fastest things? And we get heat from yeah. the light. Well, here's the thing. So actually, it would just black out immediately. We would actually uh, fry first. We would actually be too hot because when a star dies, it goes into a supernova and it expands. And scientists don't quite know if we're in the expansion range or not. We might be. But even if we're not, it's going to get so close to us that we're just going to get. So we wouldn't there. necessarily even be around for the time that it explodes. Got cold? Oh, no. Oh, no, we would be there for the explosion. The supernova, it gets so big because it's exploding from the inside. But that would also change everything on Earth. Because Absolutely, not but... only would it make us really hot, it would, like, fry everything so we wouldn't yeah. be able to, like, cool ourselves or, like... No, we, we it would, would dive take everything. pretty fast. <laughs> All right, yeah, let's, <laughs> let's get that sun in supernova and then, form. And then the sun contracts after all that and becomes just, like, this dead, smaller thing. But it's already probably eaten two or three planets on its uh, way of exploding out into its supernova. I wrote a whole song about it one time, and I knew a lot about it. It was really cool. I was like, this is pretty fucking metal, dude. <laughs> the sun engulfing us. But that's the cool thing. Mercury Scientists and don't Venus know will be gone. if we're exactly going to get engulfed or if we'll just be completely... like we're, There'll be nothing left terrain-wise. But Mercury and Venus definitely would. Uh, I'm pretty Especially sure. Especially yeah, Venus, yeah, yeah, yeah. because it's... Oddly, it, it, it's that oh, whole thing Venus. that it's hotter on Venus than it is on Mercury, which is wild. What I told you greenhouse about that. Gas, gr- greenhouse gases? Even though it's the second planet? Yeah, I don't know. I wanna, is, no, it's fact. No, it's not. It is a fact that it the second like closest planet is the hottest. I is have hotter. no idea the order of the planets, by the way. <laughs> isn't it like my very... <laughs> oh, there is a little mnemonic device, isn't there? Elephant, mother... What? It's, it was an elephant. I just threw that in there. It's like my Fat very Adam own. Cutter eats. <laughs> That's music. <laughs> That's different. It's been a while since I've gone through that, so I actually do forget I the mean, order of all the planets. We recently Man. had a conversation about how how stupid we are. How stupid I am because I I can't do months. I have to literally go. Oh, that's hold wild on. to Jan- me. I have to count on my fingers. Like January, February, March. April, what you mean May. by do months is you can't. I can't just say Sam. What is the seventh month? You would have to count January, to get all oh my March, God. April, May, June, July. The fact that it's so easy to just memorize that. I know, it's wild I know to me. August, that... September, October, and December. Not even November. It's in there in the mix. It's in, it's probably, in all of that. It's probably 11, right? Ooh, that hurts me. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's correct, but. I got there by deduction. <laughs> and I don't know if everyone else knows this, but there is... I also told you something that you never will remember because I think I've said it to you multiple times. Okay. You can tell how many... Or you can tell if oh, they're... the knuckle thing? Yeah. The, I'll never the, remember what it's supposed to be. Numbers in a month on your knuckles. 
Can't do it. So your actual knuckle is more is like 31 days. See, how are you supposed to remember which one's the 31 days? The first one. Because the easiest way to remember is February is the second month and there are only 28 days. So that's the one that isn't. And then you actually have, so it's January, February, March, April, May, June, Jul- June and July. Was that what it is? I, I swooped it. One, two, three. <laughs> I swooped No, it's July and August both have more than 30 days, which is rare. You know how I... But it's not because it happens every single year. Do you know how I even know the months at all? Even how to say it like January, February, March? Or- That's not even true. September only has 30 days. Do you know how I know that? Um, I don't know how there was a little song by Wyclef Jean that went January, February, March, April, May. <laughs> I see you crying, but girl, I can't stay. I'll be gone till November. I'll be gone till November. So can I even go past May? And January, send a February, kiss March, to my April, mother. May. Oh, yeah. June, July, August, September, October, November, December. Wow, you know your minds. (laughs) You are about to be 37. You've been through this enough times that you should know this by now. And the fact that you cannot just be like, Sam, what number is April? Fast. Now, tell me. Four. There, good job. 420. Uh, I guess if that's how you do it, then I really fast in my head. I can tell you where each C sharp note on a guitar is. And I cannot, but that's not common knowledge. <laughs> not everyone deals with that 12 times a year. I know, but I, th- I like being the guy who knows intricate, dumb things that nobody needs to know. And then when it comes to a real world, I'm like, hey, whoa. I don't think that's an intricate, dumb thing that no one needs to know. That's just not a common thing that everyone needs to know. Oh, come on. Everyone needs to know where C sharp is. I agree. So, like I said before, we are a review podcast, and what we typically do is review music more than anything else. We provide each other with an album, and we listen to it so many times, just just so many times. We can't get enough of it. Too many times. And I don't think that's the case for this week. I think you're just being a little shit. There's never. I would say that there's never too many times to listen to the other person's album because with each listen. We usually only get to three, but with each listen, imagine if you listen to it six times, you might eventually. Like when we started this podcast, you remember I was like, I'm going to listen to the album once a day, seven times. I thought it was more than that. I thought you wanted to give it like nine or ten listens or something crazy. Once a day, day, I thought was my thing. That went out the window real fast. (laughs) (laughs) And then you're like, that's too much. And I was like, just do the three. The three is a... It makes a the difference. Three is the way to be. Three, oh, it's the magic number. <laughs> yeah, it is. Did, was that a what's his nuts that redid that? Blind Melon? Yeah, it's what's his nuts. The what band Blind Melon. Stacy Janice? Oh, fuck. He's got like oh. a, a it's Leslie. Shannon, kind of. Shannon. Shannon. There it is. I don't think that Shannon is a um, genderless name. I've never known a, a man named Shannon other than him. I oh, yeah, let's say I only know one dude named Shannon. I wonder if it was his real name or if he was like, I'm gonna be quirky. I think it was. He's from Indiana. He was from Indiana. Yes, I didn't know that was Blind Melon from Indiana or just him. I can't answer that for you. I'm not hmm. a big enough Blind Melon fan, and I enjoy them, but not hmm. enough to know that. I guess. I have a I have a friend who <laughs> I don't have many of who those. Plays, 
death metal drums. It's because I'm an asshole. And he got invited to be in a Blind Melon like tribute thing. Oh, I think I know who you're talking and about. And I just remember thinking like, there's no way you're going to have fun doing Wasn't this. Damien? <laughs> yeah. He's the heaviest player I've ever I know. known. I know. <laughs> and tries to fit as much as he can. And like... He just tries to be, you know, big and Extreme. huge. And Blind Melon is just like, I'll I make a shoehorn <laughs> out of your shin. <laughs> make a lampshade of durable skin. And he's a good drummer, but it's just one of those things where like, you are not going to be happy. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> it's It was just an odd combination. Sometimes you just want to take an opportunity to have the experience to learn something different. That's what I think it could have been. But maybe it was a, maybe it, I can learn something out of this. It's also kind of obvious that sometimes things aren't right for you, which maybe that could have taught him something differently just from a different angle since he wasn't used to playing that way. But eh, it just doesn't seem like I, it's I like, a good fit. I like to think he was like, I hate Blind Melon. I'm going to go in there and be like, check it out, guys. Here's Blind Melon. <laughs> All right. So let's like get... Like a big fuck you. <laughs> let's, that's not fair. Let's get to why we're here. All right. We have a second album that we're doing by a band. And by that, she means I've already chosen this band. We did their album that we were not that familiar with. And we I was like... familiar with the Saturating the Seven. I, I mean, but I was, but I was But you were less familiar. I mean, I listened to it a couple times, but... This dog, I swear to God. The trick is to not care, because honestly, she hasn't hit one wire. Except for the one that she did where she almost ripped her headphones off your head. Yesterday. Yeah, that was literally (laughs) the last time that we... And she's not on that right now. If anybody's headphones coming out, they're yours. (laughs) Well, I hope it rips out of my ears so then I can flip out (laughs) (laughs) and everyone can hear me yell at the dog. Magic of editing. I wanted you to bring home. Speaking of yelling at the dog, I swear Cleet, our neighbor, made a joke about us to our other neighbor. Because the other neighbor asked if we were finally feeling all right. And I said yes. And then Cleet asked if we were feeling better. And I said yes. And then he walked over to that other neighbor. And he was like, hey, psh, 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 psh. And they both kind of looked at me. And they went, ha, 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 I think he went over there and he was like, you can tell they're feeling better because I can hear him yelling. Hopefully. That son of a bitch. And I was screaming last night as a joke. In the back room at like the top of my lungs. Mm-hmm. And I even All said, a joke. imagine any of our neighbors hearing <laughs> you. Because these walls aren't thick. They would think I'm irate and truly like losing my mind at that point. When I was just being an idiot. Well, our old man neighbor did used to constantly hit a bucket for years and years and years to scare away birds. And Oh, he doesn't do that anymore, does he? Because there were two nights, I think maybe in a row, where he was doing that and we were trying to have dinner and we literally couldn't hear each other while we were talking and I got so mad I yelled shut the fuck up <laughs> and I, I think there was another time I was like stop it that's rude or something like I <laughs> I was literally just like and you I know he could hear me he was there's these walls are not thick and he was like on the other but, side but he's really old maybe his hearing's not there I think he may I don't know why I'm talking like this heard someone scream shut the fuck up <laughs> I think I yelled at the top of my lungs I think I sent him a letter in the mail that said shut the fuck up open this while banging on bucket and then you signed it my name absolutely and he was Put like man she has really bad handwriting hey now hey I'm an all star ooh we both went different ways hey now hey oh, now I'm an all-star, and I head now. Oh, 
I wish I knew more words, but what I'm trying to do Get your game on. Go play. Get your game play. on. Get All right. So like I was saying earlier before the dog, the dog is just constantly on my nerves. But that's just me. That's just who I am and who this dog is. So we are going to be reviewing Pork Soda by the band Primus. Like I had said at the end of the last episode, we watched the 25th anniversary special of South Park. It was a great show. If you have a way to watch it, access to Paramount Plus, you should. It's, it might be just on the internet if you tried to find it. You can find either. performances. You can even find performances of people just taking a cell phone video. Oh, okay. So you can get different angles, man. <clears throat> you can be cool. within the crowd, dude. So Pork Soda is uh, the third album by Primus. We had we did the Desaturating 7, which was a much more recent album. But this is their third album. This was released for 20, 1993. Damn. And by here it says by funk metal band Primus. Let's funk go ahead metal? and get this started. Uh, I'm going to play uh, the Pork Chops Little Ditty, which is just a 22 second little thing. But I will let it roll into the next song, which is My Name is Mud. So here we go. It's time to Primus. So I also knew that I had been wanting to do a Primus album for a while. I just hadn't figured out which one it was. And it was between this one and Sailing the Seas of Cheese. Really? Uh, yes. And Well, it was between this, Sailing the Seas of Cheese, and Frizzle Fry. And then I took Frizzle Fry out. And then it was between those two. And I, I listened to them both. And I just couldn't really decide. But I feel like they both probably deserve to be reviewed because they're both so good. To just at least relish in how good they are. But I chose this because when we lived at Pam's. Is that up all the way? It's all all the way now. That's way louder. Really? I can barely hear it. I think that's your fault. You turned something down on the computer earlier. That doesn't. Control that! (laughs) Okay, so when we lived at Pam's, she had one of those stereo things that are attached to the underside of your cabinet in your kitchen, like in the corner. And she just had this Primus album in there. So we never took it out. No reason to take it out. That's just just the Primus speaker. We we would just listen to this album anytime we felt like putting something on just easily. Or cooking. That's what, yeah. Yeah, yeah, which didn't happen a lot, but... If it did, Primus is right there for it. It happened more then than it does now. Oh, I hate cooking. It's really it's terrible. It's such a waste of time. <laughs> Says person who then will spend easily over an hour a day just going, I wish it, for me it was only an hour a day. Facebook will ask me if I need to take a break. <laughs> what? Mm-hmm. Apps ask you if you need a break? I don't know why they try to deter you from using them, but yeah, like when I had COVID and I was just like laying there and just like scrolling all fucking day or like watching videos on there and it just, I'd be scrolling and then it'd be like, Hey, Michelle, do you think it's time for a break? And I'd be like, what the fuck is your problem? And just scroll past it. It's none of your goddamn business how I spend my time. You would yell at the Wii about that as well. Because the Wii would be like, maybe take a break and go outside. And you'd be like, shut the fuck up, well, Wii. It does that every 15 minutes. <laughs> That's insane. I'm not a child. I'm an it's... adult. I can ruin my life <laughs> if I want to. It's just them trying to be like, don't hold us responsible for your fat kid. We tried. 
did they though? Okay, so this was the lead single from this album. I think that this this was an early song for me when it came to Primus. I totally remember this song and another song on this album when it came out. In my mind, I wasn't like getting into the band yet, but I knew my Aunt Pam liked it. And it logged on. Your brother something. liked it. Yeah, but I didn't associate it with him. I okay. associate this Primus with Pam. And like, I remember it registering in my brain that this is cool. I don't have access to it, but this is cool. And this was before South Park or was yeah, this Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. This is before South Park. This album came out before South Park. Right? Yeah, I'm talking about your introduction. No, too. I remember when this album came out. You remember on Walmart, they would have those... Uh, Screens that had multiple like selections of an album, and you could watch a music video okay, from yeah. that album. You just press it and be like, "Well, a new Madonna album came out." And you click on that. I remember this album coming out because Pam and I watched Mr. Crinkle, which comes up later. We obsessed over watching this Mr. Crinkle video every time we were there. We'd just be like, "Mr. Crinkle," and <laughs> just standing there zoning out. You know how weird Pam can get, and how obsessive she can get with like weird stuff. I adore her. Which is where I guaranteed got a lot of that from. At mm-hmm. least my taste in those kinds of things. I think that also can come from your mom because your mom would watch the same the same movies no matter how many times they're oh, on TV. Yeah. I watch the same shit over and over and over again. Like I still do. But this album to me was just like, I remember it being neat looking. I remember this album cover. I remember claymation shit going on. Mm-hmm. And then some of it I remember finding out, oh, this is from uh, sailing the Seas of Cheese, this animation is, but I somehow saw it. I want to hear like, this end part here. Oh, with the drums? Mind. It's so clean. That less, that slapping. All of it is. That's my favorite part. I remember figuring that bass line out. And like, once you start realizing, like, you're going like, you're like treating like a drum. And then you can get like this slapping sound without getting a real tone. And you're just using your string to just be a percussion instrument. And it's perfect on the end there with uh, Tim Alexander, the drummer, just hitting just that low tom. And his low tom sounds so fucking low. Like, they sound like they're barely generating a tone, but they are generating a big tone. And it just works perfect. And go back into Damien. I remember him playing that fill. He was like, this part's fun. And then I was like, give me that bass. But, yeah, that song rules. It does. I think that a lot of times when people think of Primus, they think of Les, which obviously it's kind of, it's like his baby. But at the same time, there are three main members of this current band, of this album, and the same current band currently touring right now. Yeah. Yes. Which Les and Larry Lalonde. Larry Lalonde. He is the guitar player. And yeah, we have a rotating gu- drummer. drummer. Yeah. But it's still, I think every single person has a huge hand in the style and what is oh, going yeah. on. Like each drummer sounds different. Well, I'm just saying, like even Lur. Oh, the there's guitar no player, Primus without Larry. 
Like Without he, lure. He puts the like he puts so many weird things in yes. there too. Like he is just as weird as Les. And that's why Primus is what uh, yeah. they are. And it sucks because last time we saw him live, that uh, Larry was not loud enough. It was just like almost a less showcase. But it was also really muffled sounding. It was pretty muffled. I think the sound was horrible. I don't yeah. remember where we saw them, but it's it like sounded Kentucky bad. That one that I'm talking about at least. I don't remember. Where I remember other people being like, I can't hear the guitar. And without that guitar, those like imagine someone else trying to put just like regular rhythm stuff in there and just following what like Les is doing and just going with like a guitar. It would not be Primus. It's one of those bands where one person does get all the spotlight from the general people, but I think if you're into Primus, you understand without. Laura, there's no fucking... Uh-huh. This Primus sound is not there. Like the South Park theme. That's Larry. That's not... That's not that's less. less. That's yeah. Larry. <laughs> and then with each drummer, like, because the guy that was in Sausage, or that was in Primus before this drummer, I don't remember his name, but he eventually drummed on the Green Nagahide album again, mm-hmm. and he was in that band Sausage with a... Uh, with that Les Claypool, which Sausage was basically just the original Primus after Primus was successful. But like when Brain comes in and does the Brown album, uh-huh. the whole dynamic shifts. That Brown album is unique to its own. Like it, th- No other album sounds like that in the Primus world. Like Sailing the Seas of Cheese, Pork Soda and Frizzle Fry. Todd Huff? <laughs> yeah, that's him. Uh, those three albums can- are kind of like linked. You can kind of hear them together. They have the same style. They have the same mm-hmm. sound. Brown album is something completely on its own. And it's the first one with brain. So I think it's less like... It's one that a lot of people go to, I think, because... The Brown album? Yeah. Really? I know that, like, Sharon and Tyler and stuff, like, around that time, <laughs> they were more familiar well, with that's the like, Brown album. Is that Southbound Pachyderm time? Is that oh, on that geez, album? Fuck- the one I really remember is, you know, the game of Fisticuffs... <laughs> That was 1997. This uh, had Over the Falls. This had Shake Hands with Beef. Yeah. Ding, ding. And it had like a, a real raw production sound that was not there. Well, I remember the I Kalamazoo. bought... Kalamazoo. I love Kalamazoo. Yeah, yeah. I bought the brown album and was disappointed with it at first because I wanted a pork soda. Yeah, it's definitely it took not took a that. while to, for me just to accept the brown album as its own thing. And these songs fucking rule. <laughs> what, well, I w- didn't know this until I l- had already chosen this album, but I guess that this is their biggest their most our highest selling album this is the only one that has sold over a million couples huge couples (sighs) and i can't talk it's i could think of two songs that people bring up when if you bring up primus and they if they know any song it's either going to be my name is mud or it's going to be uh jerry was a race car driver i was gonna say one known as big brown beaver that was the one that my dad brought up to us. Yeah, that's the that one that a heard. lot of adults brought up to me when I was growing up. Like, oh, you're into Primus? What about well, known as Big Brown Beaver? And that's a good song, but that honestly, that's like the more poppy. I think of that as being like the more everyone would like. This is the fuck her gently of Tenacious D. Yeah, it is. But I love that fucking music video where there's like plastic cowboy looking guys. And they look so mm-hmm. strange. Yeah, it's perfect. It's very odd, but I'm not, I'm not against it. Uh, let's listen to the next song. Welcome to this world. Oh, this song. I will sometimes just, if I want to hear a Primus song, I will just <coughs> tell the speaker in that room to play this song this to song get something rules. started. I fucking love this song. This song sounds like a zipper. 
I love when he starts being all weird. I love when the fucking music kicks in. Oh, it, it kicks in. Jams. And it is heavy, too. It's, it's like, so good. It is mosh pit inducing. Uh, this is one of those bands that I regret my age and not being at a concert of this album release. I should have been there. I should have gone out with a broken leg oh, no. in the fucking pit at a Primus show. Because pits don't happen at Primus shows. But if that happened and there was a pit, it's fucking odd. I'm usually turned off by odd voices, but I love Les's <laughs> weird, unusual <laughs> voice. Oh, yeah. He's just like hurling. He really just <laughs> revels and he's, I don't have a great voice, but. So fucking do it to the max. Doing. And sometimes he's straight off key. Oh, <laughs> but it doesn't matter. <laughs> he also is trying to be weird. He yeah. loves oh, the residents, yeah. so. Oh, I remember when I played the residents for you and you were kind of bummed because you were like, oh, I thought Les was completely original. Yeah. <laughs> like, ah, you got it from somewhere. No one's completely original. No. Everyone's ripping off everyone at all times. This is. I like this so much more than the residence because it has the heaviness and and there's an actual groove and the, sometimes the residence is just noise mm -hmm. and they did that on purpose and the fact that they're identifying Primus as funk metal it doesn't mean, fit for me I would almost call them more like a funk punk but I or like a combo between but I don't know I think punk is more the attitude and not really the style yeah, of music I agree and the older I get the more I agree that like they're that's why sometimes new wave songs were punk. Mm -hmm. It's like there's an attitude that I bet they would beat the shit like they would take shit sooner than this metal guy would. And they're wearing like frilly shirts and makeup. But I'm more afraid of them than this fucking guy mm -hmm. over here. Um, Primus is a band that I don't think you can put a fucking genre on. Like you can say they're a rock band. And you can say that they're funky. But Primus is Primus. It's one of those bands that as soon as I hear it, I go at minimum. That's less playful. I remember when my sister hadn't been listening to them because you got me into Primus and I we had gotten heavily into them and I remember telling Beth like you I'm surprised you don't listen to Primus because I think that you really like them and now she seems to love them. So I think Primus is also one of those bands that like you got to find your avenues in. It's kind of like Zappo. Zappo is more extreme where you got to find your avenues into it if you're ever going to like it. But this, I think, handing someone a Primus album might be too much, depending on their musical taste. But playing a Primus song here and there might get somebody like, oh, that was funky. Yeah. But if you, like, subjected them to a whole, like, frizzle fry right off the bat, somebody might not be into it. That's not, like, of our mind. It has really good songs on it, too, though. Oh, frizzle. Like, that's why I was, if I was going to do another Primus album, it would have been frizzle fry. Because I'm like, you know, I'm that dude that's like, let's go back to the beginning. Which actually, that's not even the beginning. <laughs> no, and they put out a good handful of EPs and things as oh, well yeah. over the years. So it's not always traditional standard albums. Uh, speaking of, uh, what should we do? Uh, I said Frank Zappa. Larry Lalonde, also I read at one point, I don't know if he still does, was playing in a Frank Zappa tribute band. And it's just... I can see it. It's confirmed. I can look at him and be like, oh, yeah, this guy sits around and listens to Zappa for sure. Find out that, like, uh, What's-His-Nuts listens to Zappa, too. And he's got a honking dong. I can't remember what his name is. Bill Hader? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I read recently that Bill Hader has a big penis. <laughs> and, but it makes sense because he's, like, a big guy with, like, I don't know. 
It just seems like it would be proportional. It would be weird if he had a small penis. But I think that his, but his girlfriend was like a smaller girl. See, that's what I was wondering. If it's the Pete Holmes syndrome where he's like, I don't have a big one. I have a regular one. She's just got really little hands. <laughs> <laughs> so she's like, wow, look at that thing. <laughs> All right. We are actually going to sample the new song called Follow the oh, Fool. Oh, yeah, please. Which please. is on the newest album that has not yet been released. Do we know what the album yet. name is? Yes, it's called Conspiranoid. Okay. So you haven't heard this, right? I have not. Well, so far it sounds like Whamola is being used. Oh, absolutely. The dog totally farted. I think she has to go outside. I think we should take a quick little. I got shit, dude. <laughs> That's all I can smell. Is it the fool that rules the ball? Is it the fool that rules the ball? Oh, fool that I'm into it. So far, it sounds like Green Nagahide. Yeah, I'm into it. Yeah, me too. It's so groovy. <laughs> <laughs> I won't be able to not hear that now. That's what she did. That's American cheese. Such a heavy tone. There's that lure action. They're literally like no no other band. No. It's wild how unique they are. Even though they sound so much like the residents, they also don't sound like the residents because the residents aren't heavy like this. Sounds a lot like the Green Nagahide tone. But we both really like Green Nagahide. I loved the Green Nagahide album. That was one of the last albums I like sat down and you bought it for me and like listened to it. I, I, I even, devoted only my time, my time only to that album. I remember that there was a coworker that I had, and I, sorry, I uh, burned a copy for him and gave it to him, and he listened to it. And I think overnight, like that night after he had listened to it, or over, he had posted on Facebook like. Les Claypool is fucking amazing or whatever. And it's like, yeah, he absolutely is, but they're all amazing. But this sounds very less right here. Right. Les really grew into I want to use effects on his voice and his guitar. Well, he, he always used that really old microphone. Well, he to talk like this, but you don't know what it's like Conan almost. Sorry, there's not a lot of talking, but we're, we're I'm literally listening. No, we're all just. This is a a very genuine reaction, a first time listen reaction. So we have to have to hear what we're talking about. I'll say this: I like it. I'm not blown away, but I no. like it. No. I look forward to the album. I do too. I think it's. 
it's a good face to put out there to get people interested in the album, that's, I think. That straight up could have just been on the Green Dog Hide album. And it would have fit in. But it, it does sound a little bit like, I really did like Lee Van Cleef. You know, I really like Lee. It's got that same. Ding, 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 ding. All right. Well, it's not going to affect you guys at all, but we're going to take a really fast break and take this farting dog out so she can have a little uh, b-hole break. Butt relief. Yeah. <laughs> all right. We'll be right back. All right. We're back. We are back. I barely pooped. We are back and I barely pooped. I didn't watch the dog, so I don't know what she did, but... She better have pooped. Better have pooped. I didn't watch the dog go poop. I don't usually like to do that, but whatever. We're back. We're here. Let's get into the next song, Bob. Yeah, Bob. Let's go. Oh, yeah, that's right. The song is called Bob. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Yes. You feel good about that? I don't feel good about anything ever. Not even your shit. You had a sad shit. It was a sad shit. Then this is a sad song. It is. <laughs> but it's a good song. It's a good song, and the way it sounds does not uh, showcase the severity. Showcase what he is talking about, which he's talking about. Well, you can hear friend it. Friend killing himself and hanging himself in the doorway. But uh, I never once like get creepy death tones from this music. It just sounds weird to me. I think it's creepy. I just don't focus on that. I don't. I don't think about it, but I believe that it is. I think it sounds very creepy, and I think it's because of this. It doesn't sound creepy to me. It sounds child. Everything else does. I guess it just doesn't to me. The, the note choices don't sound that way. And um, the way he the way he's about, singing it. I could see. Uh, I'm surprised Tim Burton and Les Claypool haven't worked together before. Maybe he's just not a fan of Tim Burton's stuff. Or maybe Tim Burton has his own guy who's usually called. Damn it, what his fucking name? Johnny Depp? No, he was in Oingo Boingo. Uh, Danny Elfman. Yeah. He uses Danny Elfman all the and time. He's a really big name weirdo. Fuck yeah, he's a big name weirdo because of Tim Burton and everything else he's ever done. He was weird before that. He was weird before that, but. I think I read this thing where, like, Tim Burton and him had this long working relationship, and uh, he did, like, all the music all the time. And then they had, a, like, a falling out for one movie. So there's, like, one movie where Danny Elfman isn't doing the music. You could probably tell because Danny Elfman sounds like Danny Elfman. I understand wanting to work with who you want to work with, but if you do every single project with the same people... It tends to be the same thing. <laughs> I I feel like stuff like that for me personally, the way that it affects me, I'm speaking from my perspective. I'm not interested in watching the same movies over and over again. I have no interest in doing that. I saw Edward Scissorhands. I'm fine. So because you've seen Edward Scissorhands, you don't need to see... No, that was a joke. Big Fish. Oh, was that him? Yeah. That was a movie that I started and couldn't get into. Yeah, it's not a fun one to watch. I don't know what how it is because I, I abandoned it. I was, I was trying to think of people who always work together and it always made a good product. And my first thought was Tarantino does Guest. that. And so does Christopher Guest. Yeah, he always uses a lot of the same people. But that's comedy. I feel like that... Like it's a comedy troupe and it seems to work better when it's over and yes, over again. Yes, because they play off each other and they make themselves, they make each other stronger. 
But gonna, it's always going to be Helena Bonham Carter. It's always going to be Johnny yeah. Depp. It's always going to be like the same main characters, but we're just supposed to pretend that they're not those characters that we saw them as last, even though they were like married and it was a similar aesthetic. I don't know. I just can't. And I also just don't care about all that dark stuff. That's like emo kid looking shit to me. It is emo kid looking shit. <laughs> and I have no interest in it. Frank and Weenie? I don't know what you just said to me. Frank and Weenie. It's Frank and a weenie? It was a Frankenstein dog that was like a wiener dog. Frank and weenie. What, and I'm what? pretty sure it was a Tim Burton thing, which is like, I think, how he got into Nightmare Before Christmas because it's like the same style. Do you know if Tim Burton did Coraline? I don't know if he did, but I wouldn't be surprised. I feel like he may have because I watched part of that at Vanessa's because her daughters, when they were little girls, loved it. Yeah. And I was like, this is shockingly weird and dark for children. Like, I'm surprised that. Yeah, I remember there's like evil parents that have buttons for eyes and stuff. Yeah, like they went into this like hole in the wall or something. It went to like a. Yeah, but I thought that that was genuinely interesting. But it's. It's Jordan Peele's Us. But it didn't have. Well, that's a specific. <laughs> that's a little different. Um, but I think because it didn't have the actors in it, it was interesting to me. And I think that um, as far as what do we call it? That movie Nightmare on Elm Street. That became such a Nightmare good... Before Christmas. Yeah, that's what I mean. Sorry, <laughs> I just hear the title Nightmare. <laughs> well, I'd much rather watch Nightmare on Elm Street. But Nightmare Before Christmas, which I've never seen, that just became such You've a... You've never seen it? No, that just became such, like, a hot topic, like, kid, who... It was. It just was. so... Th- like, and I just was just like, eh, I don't know. Oh, but for me, I was... I loved it without knowing that scene existed. Like, when it came out, I was totally into it. I had it on tape, and I totally watched it all the time. And I was like, it's creepy stuff, and I like creepy stuff. It was literally and a situation then, when it came out when my I was I think I was in a foster home. So like they saw it and I didn't. And then by the time I could have seen it, like I never would have had I didn't really have interest in it anyway. But then it, I just kind of like it was like phased out. It wasn't something that we ever owned. So it wasn't something that was like pursued. So by the time it became like a thing, I felt way too old to watch that. I'm not going to watch that when I'm like 14 or 15 years old. If I've never seen it before, it's not nostalgic to me. I'm not one of those fucking people who like chase after Disney movies and stuff. I've just never been like that. I'll I'll watch what I watch. To me, the last bet, the last Disney movie that is worth my time is The Emperor's New Groove. Never saw it. It's the best. It's not the best, but it has. It's great. As David Spade, it has that one guy. uh, Patrick Warburton. Yes. Uh, John Goodman. Very good. Was not directed by tim burton was it written by him or anything i don't see tim burton's name on it Who anywhere did it? a guy named henry Selleck. well that was creepy which is and tom selick's son i wish we're gonna find out probably isn't let's no. move along to the next song which was the second single dmv <laughs> yeah, i don't, you don't really hear people talk and complain about the dmv as much as they used to oh, i hear people say it's bmv you're gonna be like, it's whatever that fucking building labeled itself as. There's both. Yeah, they both <laughs> exist. It's either department or it's bureau. So they can both be correct. One is not incorrect, unless you're talking about the specific place. Because I think here it's a BMV. Yeah, it is. It's the Bureau of Motor Vehicles here. Yeah. Okay. Everyone thinks Coraline had to be a Tim Burton movie because I typed it in and it just auto-filled out like several questions about Coraline. And it's straight up is not. 
But Burton it's not didn't something... produce or direct it, but it's stop action film just like Nightmare Before Christmas, so it's just looks like it. I'm going to say that guy was heavily influenced I by it. I think it looked better than Nightmare Before Christmas or whatever because that was also done earlier. And I feel like oh, that man. was not as much computer interference. Like, everything was done on the computer and was illustrated on the computer. Is was Coraline? Yeah. Oh. And I feel like there, it was just a little more like South Park was in the beginning. How things were just more like... What, Nightmare Before Christmas? Yeah. Like, pictures of things. You have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I said it looks like it. <laughs> it is not... It doesn't look like that at all. It's beautiful and flowing. I feel like clips I've seen, it looked more like... And they call him the pumpkin. It was more like, I don't know, I'm not, I guess I need to use a word since this is an audio medium, but he... It just like more Dr. Like, Katz? <laughs> it wasn't all shaky. <laughs> I could it not watch Dr. Katz smooth. because of that. It like made me feel nauseous. I didn't have access to it, but that was John Lovitz, right? No. John Lovitz was the critic. Oh, that's right. Which I watched that. I didn't have access to it because that always, was HBO. And I always remember this one joke where he had Willy Wonka on as a guest on his show. And Willy Wonka's like, did you eat the blueberry gum? And it pans out and he's just a big giant blueberry. And he's like, no. <laughs> but you know he's lying because he's a big fucking blueberry. <laughs> it's almost like Family Guy before Family Guy. In okay. My brain. But yeah, we watched The Critic. Did you ever watch The PJs? No, I wasn't against it. I just didn't. I think I did because it's claymation. I always like claymation, which gets us back to Primus, <laughs> who did a lot of claymation. And like Les did that shit, that early, like, Sailing the Seas of Cheese stuff. He did all that claymation. I like when he uh, says in the song, I need relief. I smell it, THC. <laughs> Perhaps you may know vaguely what I mean. I remember watching a a behind-the-scenes video of this, like MTV talking to Prime. It's like, how's the new album coming? They're like, what's it take to make a Primus album? And I remember, either Les or it was Lur said like, oh, sorry, I have to shut up, everyone. You can you just want to hear that baseline? Yeah, I just thought it was important to, <laughs> it's important to highlight the good parts and not just constantly talk well, over everything. As a guy who learned this song at one point, this is the most fun section to do. Because you do this cool, like... It's like a slide sort Yeah, of you're, thing. like, holding the strings and kind of muting them with your left hand, and you're using your right hand to go... And, like, slap. And then you, like, pull your hand up while you're slapping it down, so it gets this... I feel like the idea that if you hear someone is just slapping a bass, that it sounds like it would be easier than actually playing a bass. But you have to have so much control of holding control. the strings and how you're hitting it. Absolutely. It's, it's not as easy as it sounds. I think it helps me because I'm a drummer as well. So it's like you're just basically doing rhythms with your hands. Mm -hmm. And like, what was I going to say about slapping? Like, a lot of times with slapping, it's not just hitting the string with your thumb or your hand. You're also going to like pluck strings and pull up on them so you gotta be like tick -a -tick -a -ding -a -tick -a -ding, like and, and bass strings like are hard. no pro are, yeah. like they don't fuck around no, those so are you're thick like grabbing it with fucking two fingers and just like pulling up as hard as you can that's how you finger a woman yeah yeah just rip it out of there every time a hysterectomy every time yeah we don't need them there are too many kids in the world and we're not allowed to get abortions so just take the whole thing out 
Hey. I don't know why we're not talking about that. Everyone's like, vasectomy, vasectomy. But why don't you just take the woman's baby making system out? That way she's not bleeding. Because then that's not your choice anymore. It, it would have been my choice when I was in my early 20s, but no doctor would do it. They're like, eh, no, you don't have kids. You're too young. You might change your mind. And that made me so mad when they said you might change your mind. No, it's, you want me to change my mind. Mm-hmm. Fuck you. And hey, you know what? Even if you do change your mind, there's still plenty of adoption services out there. And plenty of children out there that actually need a home. So you don't really have to bring a new one in. God. And I, that's the thing. If I ever change my mind, I could freeze some eggs. It's true. Like it's not the end of the world. Someone else would just have to carry the baby, but it would still technically be my baby. There are options. It's expensive, but I'm clearly, if I'm not sure if I'm going to have a baby, I'm probably not going to freeze eggs. But there, unless I have the money, I know that there are women who have had the money who thought that they weren't ever going to have a baby, but they froze their eggs because someone highly suggested it. And then later they got in a relationship and wanted to and became like an older parent. That's not going to ever happen to me. Now, when you freeze your eggs, do they give them to you and you just keep them in the freezer? No, Sam. All right. Is that... Let's suck if the electric went out. Do My you, eggs! Do you think that Walt Disney's grandson just has his head sitting in a cooler? Yes. Okay. I do. And someone has to come in and change the ice out four times a day. Oh, that's and a, like, that sounds like a shitty cooler. And they're, and they're like, ah, oh, man, the water's getting that gross head smell. Oh, you're thinking like an igloo cooler. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking like a freezer cooler. Nope, I'm thinking of an igloo cooler like that a has a drain freeze? on it. And yeah. they got to change the ice. And they keep putting his head in a bag because they don't want the water to get into the head. Maybe I'm getting attacked uh, by this bug. What the fuck ah. is this thing? Is it a mosquito? It's right by your constantly. face. It constantly. My face fucking itches. Ah, bugs. Kill them all. This is another reason why I hate summertime. So many bugs. Summertime let's, and it coming with bugs. All right. Let's move along to the next song. The old Diamondback Sturgeon, also known as Fisherman's Chronicles Part 3. But you can go back and listen to Fisherman Chronicles Part 1 and 2. Did that thing just go in your eye? I felt like a kamikaze into my eyelash. Jesus Christ. I'm being attacked. I'm being attacked. Did you, did you like stop? You would be my absolute savior in a scary situation. And I think <laughs> I just saw that. <laughs> Boy, me going I'd be again. like, help me. And you'd be like, Jesus, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Everyone can hear you. Hey, uh, he you stabbed like, me. You should like shut up. No one wants to hear the sound of your voice. I do that butt headline all the time. When, like the uh, the boy that works with me is doing stuff in like the next room and he's making noise. I'll just be like, hey, can you like shut up? And he hates Speaking it. Speaking of butt head, we have only watched. The first episode of the, of new, the new Beavis series. and Butthead series. Yeah. We both liked it when it came back the second time. Yeah. What do you think of the first episode that we watched? I thought the actual episode... Okay, the first TikTok video that they watched and did stuff over was terrible. Shouldn't have been there. Shouldn't have been there. I think that was just a fault of the video that they chose. I don't know why they chose that video. Um, the actual skit, you know, because they actually do like bits and skits in there. They were okay. The fire one was okay. What was really actually funny was that second TikTok video that they watched of that guy making prison stuff, and they started doing that prison talk. That 
up until then, I was like, oh no, this isn't very good. Like, they shouldn't have done this. And then they did that, where they were both doing that prison talk, and I lost my fucking mind. And I was like, okay, they still got it in ways. And I'm gonna bet that if I went back and watched Old Beavis and Butthead, I would probably feel the same about a lot of it. I'd be like, a lot of it's mediocre, but when it hits, it hits really fucking hard. For me personally, that was the only time during the entire episode that I laughed. And I laughed hard. Oh, that part was great. But there was nothing else that I thought was funny during the whole thing. Personally. I don't remember. Oh, it was the escape room one. Uh, yeah. That was funny when Beavis was pooping in the pyramid thing. I, it was, I just don't, it just seemed. But my least favorite part of Beavis and Butthead was always the skits and stuff. The best parts were them making fun of music videos. I don't. I can't necessarily agree with that. Really? I think I've always been on the other side, but I've enjoyed all of it. But for me, the skits were always what I was more excited about. That the, it was. I the barely remember any of those. that made me laugh so hard I puked. Hmm. It was not commentary on music videos. Yeah. Exact opposite for me. That's why I was watching was to watch music videos, and then because like I think that's where I got some of my actual opinion about some music videos. I mean, something will come on, and I will still go, Yeah, boy. It's like, that came directly from that. But there are skits that were classic, like Cornholio. That was fucking amazing. And with amazing. the skits, you get that cool riff. And that's the other thing. Is those, uh, the music sounded a little weird on this one. It almost sounds like they aren't legally allowed to do that. Same exact guitar line from before, it's so they just did McDon- something that was like McDonald's. It's still MTV, right next to it. Yeah, I don't, I'm not sure, but I want to watch more of it so I can make more of a decision. Oh, yeah. I just, I expected the first episode to be stronger to pull more people in, and I felt like it was kind of weak. It was, it was kind of weak. Bro. For that prison talk, that was great. When Beavis was doing that prison talk, it was you fucking get the perfect. Suit. Yeah, I'm already a suit. <laughs> <laughs> Soot, a candle soot. Which no. is funny because I have seen those like videos that come up on YouTube and stuff. Because I don't have TikTok, but like you pointed out, people that are like, I ain't getting that TikTok shit. They end up just watching it through Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube. All of so them. So you're still seeing it. Uh, I see those videos, videos all the time. Like, you show you how to make prison pizza today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I Disgusting. see them all the time. See, when that stuff starts, I go, sloop. I watch it because I was like, I was there. I've seen people actually do this. I don't ever want to be there. I wonder what their method is going to be. You should watch it in case you're going to be there. You got to make a pizza in jail. That's why I'd rather just move so I don't have to worry about it. Do you know what is never good in jail? The sex. (laughs) (laughs) It's good for one person. Um, No, is all those concoctions that they say like, it tastes just like pizza. No, motherfucker, it doesn't. You've been gone for so long. You just forgot what pizza tasted like. Yeah, there's no way. (laughs) This ramen noodle crust is not pizza. (laughs) It's a version of pizza, but it does not taste like pizza. That's horrendous. We have a couple more songs to listen to before we go to break. This album is not very short. It's like an hour listening time. So uh, let's move along to Nature Boy. I like to jam. Not on all albums, but this one is a little lengthier. I think this one they got a little bit more experimental. I think they got probably the highest budget they had had so far, and they can just do whatever they want. Oh, I think I don't even finish it. When they asked what it took to make a Primus album, Lur or Larry was like, 
Well, you gotta get a bunch of instruments in there. You know, we've been playing a toaster, and of course, the most important part, the three foot bong. <laughs> and they're just like, eh, there you go. <laughs> Which it's, you can totally see this being one of those bands where they're like, they're not one of those bands, but I wouldn't have been surprised if we find out that they're all straight laced and never did drugs. But that's not the case because, like, you watch, there's like an MTV Spring Break performance that they do, and it is commonly known that Les was on acid during the performance. They, I think they did more like hippie stuff, like smoke yes, weed and exactly. acid and mushrooms. They yeah. weren't like doing Coke super and hard. And, yeah. yeah. They're ba- they have like a jam band feel to them, mm-hmm. but they're not a jam band. They are, but they're not. They're also a metal band, but they're not. They're also a punk band, but they're not. They're also a punk band, but they're not. <laughs> yeah, I agree with all of that. <laughs> they are Primus. And it's so maddening, and I'm so jealous of it that I don't have that brain. It's and that I can't figure out something that someone would be like, that's Sam. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't it suck when you find out that you're not as special as you wanted to be? As I've been told my whole fucking life I was going to be. And it made me slack off, and it made me not work hard. And then I got as an adult, and I was like, you motherfuckers should have never propped me up like that. I had a much different experience with that. <laughs> I was never told that I was special, that I could do whatever I wanted. I it was never, I wasn't really supported in that way. My dad was too busy. My mom didn't like me. So I didn't have <laughs> that push ever. But I felt in my in myself that I was special because I had overcome so many things. And I had these big dreams, and I was going to whatever. And then I just threw in the towel on myself. <coughs> so or then I'm just like, oh, yeah, I'm not anything. And it, I maybe I could have been more if I had pushed myself harder. You still can. You're only 36. You can do whatever you want. Yeah, but there has to be some like core foundational thing that exists. That's true. And I don't know that I have that with anything. I think I'm only okay at things. I've talked about this so many times. Well, everyone's only okay at things unless you... <laughs> get actively better and try but you have to be good enough usually or have something that makes you want Not to true. keep going oh something to keep you going yeah yeah i'll agree with that i was gonna say that they've been finding out lately like through studies and stuff that like talent exists but you can surpass natural talent eventually through practice and repetition so like when people say i can never do that it's actually completely false you can you just don't have what you're talking about the desire to get there. Like, if you wanted something bad enough, your body's just going to make you do it. Yeah, I just... There was something that I lost. I don't know what it is. There was something that I felt... I mean, you could just call it, like, drive or... I would call it drive more than motivation. The want to. Yeah. The Just that thing that it took for me that I always, you know... I lost weight, I was healthy, I just took care of myself, it was just habitual, it became my life. And then there was just something that changed, and I was just like... Yeah, you married me. <laughs> Actually, that was it. It was you. <laughs> I, I abandoned most of my uh, healthy things that I did as far as like physically, and I feel like that affected things mentally, because and then I also like developed health problems. You fucking idiot. <laughs> Marrying you was the worst thing I've ever done because not only did it make me ruin myself, which is not all your fault. That's insane to say. It's not my fault at all. (laughs) Uh, It kept me in this goddamn town that I don't think I can ever fucking leave. I agree with that one. Oh my god, I want to get the fuck out of here, and you just keep (laughs) trying to anchor yourself. I'm not trying anything. I just exist. Well, you should not do that. (laughs) 
It's funny. We were talking at dinner last night about how um, if when Sam dies, I get absolutely nothing. <laughs> and then when... That's not true. There's a drum set back there. There's some guitars. A value. I'm saying... A I, value? Yeah, that guitar is very valuable. It's like a $2,000 guitar. I have life insurance in a 401k, so you get actual money hey, when I die. I paid into a 401k at my last job. Is that as towards that? Why are you... You should know that. Hmm. Holy shit. <laughs> what? Do I get that money? Is that mine? I don't know how that stuff works. That's why I didn't even want to sign up for it. Look, I don't know how this works. I don't know how to handle you. <laughs> oh, I was going to ask. Um, with your uh, dreams that you said, like, because you overcome so much stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what you said in your brain. Was it like, yeah, I'm going to be the girl who rose above everything. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be a shining star. Statistically, I, I always said statistically, I should be in a much worse place based on the way that I grew up. But I got my shit together and uh, became better. I could be a trash person doing trash things. I could have a bunch of different kids by a bunch of different people. Luckily, you never enjoyed trash things. No, I never wanted to be a troublemaker or be in trouble. And I wasn't... I don't think that I was necessarily a troublemaker. I just experienced things and I acted out because things weren't maybe handled correctly. I never once thought of you growing up as a troublemaker. No, I, I don't think I was. Because you, you absolutely weren't. I was afraid of getting in trouble. Now, you may have been friends with people who did get in trouble, and then you're just there. I was <laughs> with a friend uh, shoplifting before prom, but she took everything, and I didn't. So she actually got in trouble, and I didn't. <laughs> but we both got held and were terrified and had to empty our purses and stuff. I, I had a friend who I went to Walmart with, and I didn't know he was going to steal stuff, and he stole stuff. Well, I definitely stole stuff with this friend, like because there was that one time where we both grabbed like a pound. We each grabbed a pound of cheese and went and ran in the bathroom and ate it and just Jesus laughed about Christ. it. Jesus Christ! Ew! Each, ew! I know bathroom cheese ew. in the Walmart bathroom. I've grossed out two ways. We one, just, it's in the bathroom, and the other one, you're just eating cheese. We're just eating a block of cheese oh. in our own stalls in Walmart. You could have been in the most clean environment eating cheese, and I still would have been like, "Ew, you're just eating cheese." And what? Well, that's the thing. We just did it to do it because neither one of us took the cheese with us we just threw it away in the trash in the bathroom and left we ate cheese like that's the shittiest fucking thing to do and i stole a lot uh, but it, but that's because i was a piece of shit uh yeah i stole but i think people around me also stole so that was just I, what happened i have a, a friend i was referring to who stole from walmart comes on this podcast from time to time so i'm still friends oh. with him well he's you know and he got we we got stopped and uh, they separated us. They did the one thing over me. They made me walk through, and I didn't beat because I didn't steal anything. So they left me alone, but they took the friend to the back room. And uh, the friend had raccoon piss, I think, and batteries. Raccoon piss, just to be stupid and say I stole ra- raccoon piss. But he had batteries like for a CD player at that time. And the guy was like, I'm going to go get the wand uh, off this other wa- I got to go. Like, he went, turned around to go grab the wand to, like, you know, find the exact location of where it's beeping at. And the friend just quickly took the batteries out of his pocket and threw it in a box that was next to him. And then the guy did the wand thing and nothing went off. And he got out of it. But it was just like, God damn it, dude. Like, I didn't know this was going to happen. So I'm just, like, standing outside, like, waiting for him to get out because hopefully he can take me home now. It was ridiculous. 
this person and I stole makeup and we did walk through the things. We were literally right to getting ready to walk out the door and some lady came up and grabbed both of our arms and she said, I know you've got stuff. I don't know about you. And when she said that to me and took us both in the back room. <laughs> I know you've got stuff. <laughs> and it was all makeup because we're stupid cunts. Now, we have one more song to listen to before we take our actual break. Here's Wounded Knee. Oh, and this is just percussion only. I read something about this song. That it's actually about the Battle of Wounded Knee? It says, regarding the song Wounded Knee, drummer Tim Alexander said, I needed a name. I was reading the book called Bury My Heart at Wounded Knee. It was something I never really thought about before. I mean, how this country came to be. We are taught to be so proud, but a lot of what we have is based on lies and deceit. They only teach you what they want you to know. I hope people will see the title and check it out. Next time you listen to Wounded Knee, try and put the story and the music together, the rhythm and the pulse. There is an element of it that is angry, then peaceful. <laughs> uh, it just sounds like a lot of things going on, like a, a wind chime or something. It's very Native American sound to me. Well, I think that's, that wind chime sound sounds like it's from old gourds and stuff. Yeah, for sure. Not like metal. No, it sounds like, yeah, old gourds. Gourd stuff was cool. Damn it, gourd. Had like marimbas and stuff made out of gourds. Do you want to fuck my out? ass, gourd? <laughs> that was a beautiful movie. We should watch that sometime. I That might be a movie that I could possibly appreciate now, but I remember at the time being like, this is the worst thing I've ever seen in my fucking life. I loved Freddy Got Fingered. <laughs> loved it. And I was into weird avant-garde shit, but Did, I was just like... You liked Tom Green, right? Just, I got sick of him. I think everyone did eventually. I got to a point where I was just like, there's not much more than him just always going... I can just be like, come on. It still made me laugh for I'd, a while. I'd much rather watch him skateboard. I wasn't as interested <laughs> in that part of him, though, because I thought he did some things that were so crazy. Like the fucking with the parents. Yeah. I remember like the lesbian hood was insane. Uh, where's, or, the where's my dinner bitch statue. Yeah. Or the one where he like, like went ahead of pizza delivery drivers and he had like a tackle box full of toppings and a pizza oh, ready. And he yeah. would just be like. <laughs> He'd be like, we'll get it to you cheaper. You want mushrooms? We'll put mushrooms on there. Oh, my God. That's so crazy. I still remember the time he put Glenn's phone number up and... Uh-huh. Uh, his real phone number. Yeah. And they were trying to, like... Glenn Humplick. Uh, Glenn Humplick unveil his phone number one digit at a time on the one side, but they didn't realize that people on the street could see the backside of him and just figured out Glenn's number, like, day fucking one. I, f I follow... All three of those people from the show on Instagram. There was three? It was Tom, yeah. Glenn, and then he had that friend who like sat in the back and just oh, laughed at everything. Just, like, drank coffee I or can't, something? Yeah, I can't remember his name. He had dark is hair. Tom? No, wait, he's so. Tom. He's Tom Green. Yeah, he sure is. <laughs> uh, but I follow so all three of Tom them. Tom from MySpace. And Didn't he look a little bit like Tom from MySpace? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> they're all still friends because Tom moved back to Canada. It's Canada. And lives near his parents. He, like, built a house on his parents' land or something like that. So gotcha. they, they'll they still get together every once in a while, the guys. It's interesting to see because I did crew. like that show. I um, remember watching the show. I think I also fell off of it when Jackass came out and I was just like, oh, this is... Jackass was also my this shit. This is the extreme of Tom Green. Like, but Tom Green paved the road for him, mm -hmm. I do believe. Jackass has not stopped being my shit. <laughs> I still, still enjoy all of it, but I've always enjoyed uh, crudeness. Right? Crassness. Uh, a certain friend of ours who may have also been the guy that I was talking earlier about the shoplifting oh, was like, Oh, we know who he is. Well, you just, 
Is it just dicks and people getting hurt again? Yes, it's dicks and people getting hurt again. What is the problem? Oh, that's not who I thought. I thought it was the other one. Who's the other one? Who did you think it was? With the same uh, first n- letter Initial? that starts with the first name. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I thought it was the other. Damn, they both have... I can't say KG because it's the same for both. Uh-huh. <laughs> but we know it's KG. It's the taller one. <laughs> of course. I, I figured that out after you said that second part because I was so shocked that he had that opinion about Jackass. Right? The you, guy who draw, drew dicks over everything? And the guy who has like the weird humor as far as like rhyming words that are usually like always juvenile. Getting and... back to sucking his penis. <laughs> let's uh, Let's take a break. Oh, it's break time? Sweet. What's this? Oh, this is Lacquerhead. We're gonna have some prime, some other Primus songs taken in this pop album. Mm-hmm. This is one album I never got familiar with. There's some, some really, really good, good songs. songs. But yeah, I like this song. He's not doing that effect on this one. All right, I'm talking too much. Let's go. That's fine. We'll be right back. <laughs> Faucets. Don't act like you're too good for a faucets ad. I bet you have multiple in your home right now. In fact, I guarantee it. See, you love faucets. You just didn't realize it. They're always there when you need them. Hot or cold, my man. A faucet and a shower head in one tub? Incredible! You know what's better than water? The faucet it runs out of, you delinquent. Faucets. I'll spell it out once more. F. Fucking cool. A. Awesomely rad. U. Underappreciated. C. Captivating. E. Everversity. Temperamental. Yeah, yeah. S. Flashy faucets, 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 faucets. Mrs. Oh, we're back. Is this Tales from the Punch Bowl? This sure is. I think Tales from the Punch Bowl is actually the one that has Southbound Pachyderm on it. I mean, I think that's correct. That would be correct. I love that fucking song. Yeah, I love has, a lot of Primus songs. It has Mrs. Blailing, followed by Winona's Big Brown Beaver, followed by Southbound Pachyderm. Solid, man. And Dan's a jig. You know, I haven't really listened to that uh, Willy Wonka Primus thing that happened. I also didn't, and I remember seeing that when I went through it. I heard maybe one song and I wasn't into it. Yeah. And I think it was the pure imagination stuff. If you. I guess it sounds like this. If you want to view paradise, simply look around and hear it. Let's, let's sample a song, shall we? But that's not that one. How about we do. Dum, dum, ba, da, bum, the Ballad bum. of Mike TV. Well, that's not a thing, unfortunately, (laughs) but we do have, let's do, um, 
I Want It Now by Veronica. Okay, yeah. Salt. Maybe it's fantastic and I've just not listened to it. Or maybe it's like that horrible Johnny Depp version of the Willy Wonka stuff. And it shouldn't have been done. So far, I don't recognize it as that song at all. I want a feast. I want a bean feast. Is this that, isn't. Is that Larry? Cream buns and donuts and fruitcakes with no nuts. So I assume so. Go nuts. Ooh, Arabian nuts. <laughs> and Arabian days. I want a ball. I want a party. Still not that into it. <laughs> yeah, it's too drawn out. It's not. I'm gonna try one more song and then I'm not gonna do any more. Here's Candyman. I'm definitely not listening to Cherub Charlie. That's the worst song. Well, so far it sounds like XTC. Helicopter. I meant the worst song in the movie. Oh, that, in general. that song she's singing while Cheer she's up, Charlie. doing the laundry. Mm-hmm. Oh, that song sucks. That's an immediate fast forward. Yep, sounds like Primus. <laughs> and I don't get the Candyman song, so I'm sure it's just gonna be like the Candyman can. Oh, it will be the Candyman can. Cosy Max is it? Well, I make the world go round. The Candyman can. The world tastes good. The world tastes good. Jesus. Yeah, they're really stretching this out. You're right. I thought the last song in particular, because even between the verses. Okay, I think I have heard a piece of this. Yeah, no thanks. All right, let's get back into <laughs> this album that we're listening to, because that's it's just not for me. I like the movie. I like Primus. I know. I don't think that that's a good uh, combination for me. I know other people who do like it. I know Leah likes it a lot. Meh. <laughs> Not for me. <laughs> yeah, I'm out. All right, let's get back into I this. I just want to hear the real one. With the title track, Pork Soda. This is, I would say this is the weirdest that they get on the album. The title track is the weirdest. Here we go. Yeah, I love this stuff, how weird it is. How he's just like... For the verse, in quotations, he's just like, Man, I'm going to talk right here, and I'm about to basically going to be an auctioneer. And, uh, it says incoherent rambling. There aren't actual lyrics to it. <laughs> you can pick up some of them. Mm-hmm. Now you I just remember, had to like have the, that two-car garage so you could park that goddamn boat. boat. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite part is where he's like, And you painted the couch room, so every time you sit on it, you got bits of burgundy on your butt. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. This song makes me think of my old band teacher. 
Mr. Norton. Really? Why? Because he heard me talking about Primus one time, and he's lit up, and he was like, when I bought the album Pork Soda, I was listening yeah. to it in my car on the way home, and when he got to the section, pour a can of self a pork soda, or have yourself Grab a can. yourself. Yeah. He said he was laughing so hard he had to pull over on the side of the road because he was, like, dangerous to drive. That's wild to imagine him listening to this. It is, but I think he was a little bit of an alternative <laughs> alternative guy because I also one time was talking about Evil Dead 2. Oh, yeah. Grab yourself a can Our allergies have been shit. Absolutely. I can't stop picking my nose. I feel all boogery. Um... He heard me talking about Evil Dead 2, and he stops and he goes, Did you just say something about Evil Dead 2, the greatest movie of all time? And I was like, You know it? And he's just like, Yeah, I know it. And I said, Doesn't this kid, his name was Jordan, doesn't he look a little bit like Bruce Campbell? And he was like, Yeah, he does kind of look like Bruce Campbell. So I have two memories of this dude. Kind of. <laughs> and my third memory of me going to uh, band camp and... Smoking pot when I shouldn't have been smoking pot. <laughs> smoking pot with the kids. Since they were my friends. Even though you were supposed to be in charge. <laughs> I was in charge of smoking the weed. <laughs> that sounds about right. I would literally go and knock on all the doors and check on all the kids and be like, all right, you in bed, we're good. And I would always leave their room for last. <laughs> I would just knock on it and be like, everyone's in bed. Let's do this. And they would just let me in their room and we had fans set up to blow all the smoke outside. How they had to have known, right? I mean, weed There's is no way. very pungent. And one, once you smell it the first time, you know exactly, you know what, exactly it what it is. You know exactly what it is. It's I, obviously it's akin to the smell of a skunk. That's why they say that, but it yeah. is strong. Very strong. You know what it is. Absolutely. So I wonder if it was just one of those things where they just like it's just that just ignore it. If it becomes a problem, we'll take care of it. But if it's not a problem, we'll just ignore it. They had to have known. Had to have. I would... There was two percussion sections. One was like... Would be in the front of the field. And they got to practice in the air conditioning because they didn't have to march. And then the other half of the percussion section was the dudes that had to march and played like snare drums and kick... Or bass drums and toms and all this stuff. Hello, Tom I would literally... Get done, like, helping them do something out on the field and, like, fixing something. And I'd be like, well, I got to go check on the pit crew. That's what they're called. I got to go check on the pit crew. On my way back to check on the pit crew, I would hide behind a building and I would smoke really fast. And I would go in the building. No gum. No brushing of teeth. Nothing. I had to have fucking reeked. That's like when, yeah, when Sharon and I helped move her brother to Colorado. And we rolled these honking joints and there or maybe it was just the one that we did but we were driving and it was nighttime and we stopped at a rest stop and we peed and then her and i went out in the trees because it was dark like behind it and we smoked a big fat joint that i mean it didn't it would it wasn't great stuff yeah but then yeah no spray nothing just got back in the truck with her brother like hopefully he doesn't he can't tell and, and all it, he could smell was weed was the only thing <laughs> and the only thing i could smell were his fucking vegan farts so oh he had fucking stinky vegan farts oh it was bad so yeah. we were sharing our uh issues with each other i'd much rather smell that dank weed but we were like 19 and maybe 20 we were close to 21, but we weren't 21. And to help him, like, he got us a hotel room 
for the night so we didn't have to drive all night and he bought us you could buy a half bottle of wine from room service so he bought us a half bottle of wine that we could share to, to like thank us but we weren't 21 but we were like almost 21 yeah. so it was obvious i mean we were smoking weed uh, two people sharing a half of a bottle of wine is nothing not much nothing. but it was it was really nice you you pour your two halves and then you chug what's there and hopefully you got a buzz <laughs> it was like two little Glasses, two little sips, glasses of it, like a a, a sifter, like an actual, probably not responsible because if you went to a restaurant, they'd give you more. But yeah, Mm -hmm. it was basically like a glass of wine each, essentially. Two half glasses is how we just poured it out, so we felt a little like we could stretch it a little more. Good stuff. Let's move along to the next song, which is um, the press man. Did you forget where you were? <laughs> yeah, because my finger accidentally hit a song. I'm going to have to have you take that out because it started a little bit. Um, <laughs> we just listened to Pork Soda. We did, so it's the Pressman. I don't know a lot of these songs by name, but I, I definitely know, know all of them by the way that they sound. I did oh, see yeah. something in an article that I had read that they said that this album could have been great except for a few filler songs. And I think that... I don't. I think I agree. I think they could have taken the little ditties out, and I How think. How many they, of those are there, though? Like. There's only one at the beginning. There's one at the beginning. There's and then there's Pork Chomp's little ditty, which that was the first part was taken from, so it's a little longer. Yeah. And then the last song, Hail Santa, is just instrumental, and it's less than two minutes. So I don't know that those any of those need to really be there. That's a. Was this an opinion article or Primus? I, no, it was an opinion. Okay. I'm just saying I could I think I agree because I feel like it is a little long I think that it could have been I think a little bit of fat could be trimmed because there is a song that I do not love and will usually skip it so there is a song that I could shave off as well as the little instrumental things that I don't think you, are integral to the because album because this one takes you down a little bit no I actually like this song this is not a song that I would remove. I think that the the riff is very good. Even though it's just very simple. The, this riff? The- yeah, I think keeping it simple. I think, I think that's something that they do very well. I think they strip things down so simple during the verses that... It makes the chorus big. Well, that and sometimes it's the whole thing with trimming the fad. Like sometimes you just need something that is a certain tone that way it has a certain power and it can carry the whole thing without everyone just going crazy the whole time but then you appreciate when it hits and comes back in i just it's just something that not all artists do a lot of people especially stuff that you would hear on the radio is just more of like a standard flow the entire time yeah they'd be afraid to go in that kind of a lull yeah, yeah and and another thing that Primus can be is Doomy. Oh, you think they can get Doomy? I think that this tone has a Doomy tone to it, even though it's not necessarily in a Doom structure. But yeah, I think this has like a dark. It's definitely moody. Simple, like yeah. Uh, I think of when I hear this riff. The I love the uh, use of playing the note that the next open string is and he can bend that one note so it like sounds dissonant and weird because he's like riding in between that note like I like say it's a G he's playing like a G on the fifth fret of the D string 
but then he's just like open playing the G string and he's just moving it back and forth. So I'm like, well. I like that dissonance, which I'm using on one of my songs. And I never even thought about it until I've been playing that song today and yesterday and figuring out, oh, I'm going to add this extra ringing note because it makes it sound dissonant and weird. And then fucking here we are listening to less. And I'm like, ah, there's that dissonant weirdness. Do you think there was a little bit of uh, subconscious inspiration? No, because I haven't listened to this album very much. <laughs> but we did watch that Primus thing recently. Yeah. Oh my god, hey, no. What are you talking about? Oh god. Uh, I don't think it out. had any influence. I think it has an influence in I like dissonant sounds, but I don't think I'm doing it because of less. I just like chaotic noise sometimes. Not noise. Weirdness. Awkwardness. But in like a fun way. You know, not like Marilyn Manson or Korn. I'm talking about my butthole got fucked with. I like, uh... No, this was just like, what if a, what if a pig was made out of clay? Yeah! <laughs> Let's do that. <laughs> like, even songs I usually write... They're just goofy, and they're not, like, real. Yeah, you never write about actual situations unless it's a goofy situation that happened. Or... I don't know that you really do that as much. You're just making I up things. usually make up stuff. Uh, Except for the uh, the classic drastic change of hue. <laughs> my, my method in the death metal band I'm in, Rabbit Badger Blowjob, I take... I take movies, but I put myself in their situation, so I'm not just, like, labeling things from the movie. Yeah. I'm talking about how that specific character would feel in that situation, like, whether it's isolation or depression or any of that. I'm not, I'm not actually feeling that. I'm putting myself in their brain. Like, like one of the songs is literally, I'm one of the crew members on the Nostromo in Alien, and I would just feel this constant paranoia but I'm never like, there's an alien chasing us. <laughs> there's an alien and it's sleeping like a baby. There's like, an alien. Like there's a band called, uh, oh, damn it. What are they fucking called? Mortician. Where they would literally be like, Jason Voorhees, kind of a shitty, cut off a head. It's interesting because I thought about doing that, but like a new wave thing. So it's more kind of like B-52. <laughs> Well, I got a machete and I'm coming for you because I'm Jason Voorhees. Yeah. I don't like swimming because I'm not very good. I'm Jason Voorhees. <laughs> Jason Voorhees could never be a rock lobster. Actually, when Jason's dead, he handles water pretty well. Unless you're watching Freddy versus Jason. But other than that, he could just like walk on the bottom of water. Really, he's dead. He handles water's best when he's down in hell. <laughs> Jason goes to hell. But if you watch Freddy vs. Jason, suddenly Jason's got a fear of water that really wasn't there before. But they had to have something because Freddy's scared of fire in a way since he was burned alive. So Jason is water. It's two elements in a fight. Who's air? I mean, Jason can survive underwater for long periods of time, it seems. He could probably survive under there for the rest of his life. So, hmm. but Freddy only exists in Nightmare. Who is Air? God. There you go. That's who it's between. Or there is it go. Jesus himself because he's the man version? Well, Jesus is the one that's left. Or he, Earth. Oh, 
his body. Right? Isn't that what the fourth early. element? Like ground? What's the fourth element? I don't know. The fifth element Water. is a movie with Bruce Willis <laughs> and uh, Chris Tucker. What you talking about? <laughs> uh, I saw a video of my brother Clint Chris. Uh, Chris Tucker today. And a guy walked up to him and went, you look a lot like Chris Tucker. And Chris Tucker goes, I get that a lot. <laughs> I was uh, just, you know, having a decent time. And then I just had a much better time because Cliff came What's to see up, us. What's up, baby? Um, I'm Cliff Tucker, Chris Tucker's brother. I ripped off his penis in the womb. That's right. He's penisless. But he's still a good guy in my book. If you guys were to get in a fight, who would win? I would knock him the fuck out. Beautiful. <laughs> Thank you for picking up. You understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? I absolutely do, and I think that that goes God damn both right. ways. I didn't know that I was going to fall in love with Cliff Tucker today. So. You ain't got no job. You ain't got shit to do. Well, you're not talking to me. I have a fucking job. That's true. Craig doesn't have a job. He stole those boxes. Who is Craig? It's from the movie Friday. It starred my brother Chris oh, Tucker. Oh, that's right. You know who else is in that movie? It looks like the back of your head. What? You know who else is in that movie who's absolutely fantastic, but he's no longer with us? Craig. Craig. John John Witherspoon. John Witherspoon. Amazing. Get your uh, ass in here. Man, you taking a shit. I done smelled your shit for 22 years. You can smell mine for five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I love it. All right, let's listen to the third and final single from this album. We have the song that you recently yes! talked about. Yes! And it's, I, I feel like it is your, and oh, my God, there's just a demonic-looking all over the rock and roll cat in the corner in the background just staring. He, he is looking down like he's Pennywise, Holy isn't he? Holy shit. <laughs> it's a hor- he's looking at me right now. It's <laughs> horrifying. Hello, Michelle. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oliver, you are, you are the rock and roll horror movie monstrous just mean cat. Why is my dude? Oh, he's... He's I brought him home. I took him to a concert. He was in a mosh pit with me. I truly he sleeps in my drums. Felt like a heart palpitation when that happened. <laughs> like it disrupted my typical well-being. <laughs> it scared the shit out of me. With the cat bite, you know, on my pinky. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was drumming earlier, and did you hear me go? Oh yeah. Did you hear me go, oh fuck! Ouch! Oh! I did. I assumed it had I, something to do with I that. I nailed a drum with that pinky part where it was. It broke it open. And it bled a little bit. It really hurt. Did it bleed onto the drum? No, but it would be pretty fucking metal if it did, bro. So you should have wiped it on there that way. I bled on my drums before. I could bleed on your drums <laughs> if you wanted me to. I could schedule it pretty you could easily. Schedule it. All right. Put me in your books. I don't really do that anymore. That stopped a long time ago. It's nice. Good for you. Because I'm taking medicine that allows me to not have them. I'm and glad. It's Trust me. I'm glad as a man, I've never had to deal with anything like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's not fair, but it's the price that we have yeah, to pay. We got it so good. <laughs> Especially with the color of my skin. Let's listen to Mr. Crinkle. <laughs> Talk about a big, ominous sound. This oh, sounds like this, a room. This sounds creepy to me. It sounds like a, a dark factory, just like the way that it's, it's the way recorded, the video is, yeah. But it, it has that big industrial sound, but it's more simplistic. It doesn't have the electronic stuff that a lot of industrial music has. Yeah, no, you're right. It does have an industrial feel without being like... Mm-hmm. It's just the way it's recorded. I love the fucking bow. 
By the way, I haven't been talking about tones on this thing. I love every tone on this album. His drums sound amazing. The toms are so full. I talked about it with his low tom earlier, but all of them seem to be tuned as low as they can go. And they just have this big, boomy sound. Mm -hmm. His snare drum sounds amazing. His kick drum is like... It's not metal, but it's prominent. Like, there's a difference in a click of a metal kick drum than there is of, like, a punk kick drum or an alternative kick drum. And the fucking bow that he's doing is just... That's getting great, tones. But also, Lur's the one doing all the. <laughs> he's doing all the weird little silly sounds and happening. Making it creepy still. Like, mm-hmm. It must be very fun to figure it. out my own thing because there's not a lot of times. God, this is so good. This is a gushy uh, song for sure. This song rules. And the video rules. It's all a one take mm-hmm. thing. I think they. I don't know. Used to know how many times it took for him to do it, but I think it was very few. Like they got it on like third try or it was something. Big circus, like yeah, and it just keeps getting crazier and crazier as stuff goes on. And Les is wearing that pig mask that comes like just to right over his like upper lip. Mm-hmm. It looks so strange, mm-hmm. it was so discombobulated. As a child watching this at the Walmart, I remember being like feeling weird watching it, like. Am I supposed to be seeing this? I'm shocked it was available. I know. It was awesome. Pam and I would just hit it over and over. And then so and then it's got an emotional attachment with my aunt. So this song is just something special to me. This song fucking rules. Yeah. And it's heavy without being like big and mm-hmm. but it's so fucking heavy. I love that there's bands that can sound heavy without relying on production techniques of a metal guy. Mm-hmm. Like Rage Against the Machine. Heavy as fuck, but the tones are not of a metal tone. Yeah. Primus can get heavy as fuck, but their tones are not of a metal. And it must be so fun, like I was saying earlier, to be Lur. And you're not just... Because like a lot of times when you're in a band... Kind of playing the same thing as each other, especially the bass player and the like. A bass player can start playing root notes and go off, but you're generally playing the same thing. Must be very fun to go. Oh, if I do play the same thing, that's gonna be the chorus, and it's just so we make it big. But other than that, I'm making a whole new thing over here. It just makes okay. this like layers. I like that it. Makes it a full thing. Mm-hmm. It's thick without having to do like ten tracks on top of each other. It's so simple. <laughs> But powerful. Mr. Crinkle! <laughs> this is definitely one of those songs that he's given to the old. I think the microphone's called the Green Bullet. That he talks like this. Because now he's, he'll be like, His Mr. Crinkle! His voice also just kind of sounds. Oh, he does just do this too, and then he put down a front on Mr. Crinkle. I think those Green Bullet microphones are meant for harmonicas. So that's why they have like this real conical. Oops, hit my microphone. Real conical sound. Conical, conical. I don't know you want to say it. But. but I'm sure they're putting an effect on that microphone, but that microphone is just used for people to get that sound like this. Or just fucking plug a telephone in. I just remembered that we have the season finale of the rehearsal to watch. Ah. I got really excited not to get sidetracked, but since we are a review podcast, you guys should definitely watch anything Nathan Fielder is involved in. Nathan Fielder is such a unique comic mind. Just like Primus, he's a guy that you go, that's Nathan Fielder. Like, there's no other thing like this. The I things think he does, the brain he has. The review. It's him. The review was, not the reveal. 
That was uh, the Andy review Daly. of Andy Daly, which yeah. is also a fact. No, fantastic show. And that was Nathan for you, and uh, now the rehearsal. And, and Nathan for you is so also like this is insane how this guy's pulling this off, and I, then he has topped it with the rehearsal. I always forget his biggest thing on that show until I saw a video today from that show, and it always reminds me because they talk about it on Jim and Sam because Sam Roberts is obsessed. But it's the whole thing that he did where there was a certain amount of time that he had to get himself out of handcuffs or a robotic arm was going to expose him to a bunch of kids. Yeah. And a cop was right there to, <laughs> to arrest, arrest him, him if it happened because it, the only thing that's scarier than dying is becoming a registered <laughs> sex offender. <laughs> it's fucking hell. It's the funniest yeah, fucking shit. Great. And he just has a stone face the whole time. I remember when he had that like private investigator who hired to investigate him oh yeah and then he would he's like get in the car and let's go and nathan was like all right and he goes to walk behind the car and then in that time oh. walk behind the car a new nathan walks around and gets in the car to sit in oh yeah <laughs> that was amazing shit like that and yeah it's so good and they use people who don't really know what's going on at the time that they're recording it so or at least it to make them look like way. fools no, it's just you get more genuine confusion and And that's reaction. what he's sitting in. He wants confusion and awkwardness. And discomfort. Yes. <laughs> but not in a bad way. No. He doesn't try to hurt people, but he he's done those whole things where he tries to help businesses, which is Nathan for you in general. So he had <laughs> the like, what was it, like not Starbucks or something? I can't remember what oh, it was yeah, called. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he had he tried to help the ice cream place with like a super unique flavor and it was supposed to be flavored like shit. Oh, yeah, that's right. He did make shit-flavored ice cream. And just different things to like give oh, gimmicks God. to try and help people's businesses, supposedly, but they were obviously <laughs> the worst possible suggestions. Didn't he also, like, fake a... Like a beaver saving another animal video that was the whole thing where they put like plexiglass in the water to that get was, it to go across the path it was a pig that saved something <laughs> yeah. and it was yeah it was all it was constructed completely set and up I and remember, it went viral as yeah like it was real i remember when it went viral and it was in the news and it was like pig saves whatever and yeah. there were like these <laughs> videos and stuff from like the news people being there and talking to them and interviewing people and then the show comes out and, and you find out completely false. <laughs> and they just showed you how they did it. And oh my God, it was hilarious. It was beautiful. So yeah, we discussed about Nathan Fielder. Go watch him out. And go I watch know, him out. Go check him out. And I know someone who was actually a writer on that show. And she's done very good things. She was also on the review. That's true. That's right. I'm going to bombard her at a wedding we're going to <laughs> next year yeah we should we should be like oh the things that you touch are fantastic <laughs> she's probably gonna be like i didn't do anything on it i got coffee she's a comedy writer she, everyone it says writer's assistant i don't know what that means huh i don't know i'm also just talking shit because she's got a cooler life than me <laughs> well you're making me irritable just kidding but uh it's been a rainy day off and on and i'd say that the air is getting slippery because of the humidity? Well, I don't want to burst your bubble. It has not been raining off and on all day. It's been dry all day, but it we'll was, let it roll. It was wet this morning. Yeah, it was wet this morning. This guy still wants to golf. Which I haven't done in a while. This song I thought for years he was saying, it's incredibly hard to hear today. Incredibly hard to hear. That's weird to me. And I enjoyed it that way. And then when I found out it's incredibly hot in here, I was like, 
Yeah, I kind of like the idea of an old man just going around being like, it's incredibly hard to hear today. <laughs> and I thought of it like having one of those old cones that people would stick in their side of their ear so they could hear better, like when they would go to concerts. Performances. Why am I doing quotations and shit so much lately? Because uh, you feel very Chris Farley, I suppose. Yes, I do. I leave As in, deodorant cakes under my armpits for weeks at a time. <laughs> is this a song where Les talks about having a penis down to his knees, or is that a different one? I don't remember, but it's it possible. A- I'm hung just above the knee. <laughs> that sounds familiar, but I don't remember if it's the song or not. Crystal meth. In this song, he's just constantly saying words that you think that he's going to say fuck because they all rhyme. And it's not until I think the very end that he actually finally has it, says it. Yeah, I like this song because it's got like... like uh, like this tone it's like they recorded it behind a barn with like jugs <laughs> like I just hear down home like country like a, a wooden wheel it leaning ha- against a barn it has more of like an old box guitar yeah. sound than it does actually being like a full banjo sound mm-hmm. like it sounds like a very muted banjo tone it's very muted I think I also remember Lur talking about this like Oh, I just got a guitar or a banjo that we tuned like a guitar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You've like, done that. I, I do that. Well, here's the end. Oh, he never said it. Just gives me the urge to glass breaking. Glass breaking. Boo. Speaking of banjos, my banjo was stolen a couple years ago from a music venue. Where? And it's got the green jello yuck face on it. So somewhere, somebody has, unless they replaced the head and just wanted the banjo. Somebody has my fucking banjo with a goddamn green jello yuck head on it. That's really sad because someone with a banjo would typically write a sad song and someone stealing your banjo is the type of song like that a musician would write about. So you've literally been taken. You, the thing that you would write your sad song and your emotion with has been taken from you. So it's Can't just like write a no double. song because my banjo's been taken. But my heart ain't never been broken this hard before. So now I gotta find my banjo, maybe at the local store. If not, I'll just buy me one more. Cause I didn't buy the first one. It was just a gift. I didn't buy the first one. It was just a gift. I didn't buy the first one. And it was given to me by the people you found out I was related to earlier before we were recording the podcast. No, in the break of the podcast. No. After the first fail. <laughs> it was a fail. All right, let's listen to the next song. We only have a few. Actually, this is the last song because the last two after that are little instrumentals. So this is the last song with lyrics. And this is the longest song on here. Clocks in it. Eight minutes and 12 seconds. We have Hamburger Train. Happy 420. That's what time it is right now. <laughs> While we're recording. So look at your watch right now and see if it's 420 by chance. No one's ending their day with their work day with us. Hey, can I take a guess? This is the song you skip. Are you doing this already? No. Okay. I just had a feeling it was this one. No. So I don't know which one it is. This one's kind of bland to me. It is. 
I think that this is a song that I would just. Ha- this is like a background song. Yeah. The other song I'm just I I find it to be, like I don't know. We'll talk about it. All right. We're almost there. Ah, excuse me. This one it's like yeah, there's a lot of talent going on right now and stuff, but there's just not like nothing grabbing me in this song. It almost seems like cheap early Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, I can kind of hear that uh, flea groove. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, Keytus would come in and be like, well, I got a bam, bam, sitting in a wham, damn, damn. Don't go when you get strawberry jam. This dog is freaking out because she can't be near you, that she's knocking shit over. And now she's going under tripods again because she just cannot stand being away from you and being feet away from you and just looking at you. She is obsessive. It's annoying. It. It's surprising that I want a dog when I get so annoyed by dogs. But I think what annoys me is that I feel like I absorb their anxiety. Okay. And that and that's a problem because when they get anxious and are like, what? To you, it's just like, oh, I can just ignore it that they're kind of walking around. They're pacing is what they're doing because they're anxious. And as someone with it, anxiety enough to where I'm medicated... <laughs> Uh, I feel it. I definitely absorb it, and it stresses me out. So the whole time, she she laid for maybe five minutes, and that's she just can't do it. But she has to get energy out. She needs that energy released, and now she's coming over to me. That's because she wants you to release the pressure in her anus. <laughs> she's like, express me. And it's like, you don't need to be expressed. She's like, but try. No. That's fucking nasty. It only co- if it needs to be done, uh, it only costs ten dollars to have a local groomer do it. That seems yeah, but cheap. Then they have to have the, all that shot. <laughs> I'm just that was not a good thing for you to do <laughs> on the <laughs> into the microphone, but um, I just feel like I would charge way more to squeeze a dog's asshole. Yeah. Yeah, to squeeze the gland and release the funk. Because that stuff release is... Release the funk. Yeah, I heard it's, that was someone, it smells terrible. Yeah, because you couldn't smell it with Clarence, could you? I don't remember. I had to take her twice to get it done, I think. Ooh. And it was awful. Yeah, because she would sit down and leave, like, asshole I she would stamp things. Oh, yeah, it did stink. And it smelled like diarrhea, but like diarrhea... Like festering diarrhea. Yeah, like... Like the smell when you go into a porta potty because it, ha- it doesn't go anywhere and it just stays in there and everyone <laughs> yeah. just pisses and shits on top of each other. That's what it smelled like. Hey, you don't know this uh, fun because you're a lady and you got to sit down. There's the little urinal section in a porta potty too. It's yeah. so fun to pee in that and hear it just go down the tube and go into the big giant pit of piss and shit everywhere because it's just a tube. That's all it is. People, it drives me crazy. Like, People who hover and piss on the seat and don't clean it up. Anyone who pisses on the seat and doesn't clean it yeah, up you're an animal. is a monster. And that's so rare to go into one of those. Oh, they're always disgusting. And someone hasn't pissed or shit where they shouldn't have and just didn't clean it up oh, like yeah. an asshole. I've seen poop in the little urinal thing plenty of times. That, <laughs> as soon as you brought it up, that's what I imagined. Because, yeah, I've seen that before as well. There's a... Uh, an old, like, porta potty, like, wooden shed thing out at the golf course, but it hasn't been maintained in years. And in fact, 
the bottom is just gone. So you could still go in there to pee, but you're just peeing on the ground. <laughs> Nobody poops in it, but I like to go in there and pretend like I'm still peeing in a porta potty when it's really just peeing on the ground <laughs> through a hole. <laughs> but it feels sophisticated at the time. And you might meet a new spider friend in there. So do you think that they just bury those holes? Or do you think there's a tank under there? In a real porta potty? Or the one I'm talking about? And the ones that are actual holes in the ground. I've never used a porta potty with an actual hole in the ground. I guess not an actual porta potty. Like It'd be outhouse? like an outhouse. I guess that's I've what I've never used an outhouse. I think those were really deep. I feel like they had to have been also. I mean, is it just the same one forever? Would you move well, it every once in a while? I don't know. I'm gonna look up how deep is an outhouse hole. Or here, I'm gonna look up were outhouses not put pusses. <laughs> Yeesh. All right. A hole that's three feet wide and five feet deep will last five years for a family of six. Yeah, most outhouses were moved to another... It says here that it's three to six feet deep. When the pits became full, most outhouses were moved to another pit, and the filled pit was covered with soil. At times, however, professionals called gong farmers were called in to empty the pits. Ah! Gong farmers. (sighs) I'm so glad that we can be an educational podcast for people to come here and learn important things. Yeah. By the way, have you stopped paying attention to this song, too? I've begun kind of listening to it as a background song. Yeah, it's totally a background song. I never, ever think of this song when I think of this album. Well, I would never just put this song on. No. But I don't think that... I don't know. For some reason, it doesn't really exhaust me. It's not. A, it's not like a stronger song. It could be cut. I do think it could have been cut or cut down. For sure, cut down. I'm on board with just taking it off completely. But it's. It's. I think that this, this is, is part that of article. the fat. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Which a, a lot of albums have that, but that's also just kind of personal preference as well, because they are trying to in a way, some way or another. Some people tell a story or like take you on a journey. That's why they like structure the songs in the order that they do to make you like feel a certain way from beginning to end I feel like a family of six would fill up a five foot deep outhouse hole way sooner than five years especially back then when people were getting like really sick and couldn't just go and buy Pepto or something and they just had diarrhea for like weeks at a time and almost died from it maybe there was less diarrhea because they were eating like real stuff. Less processed food, less yeah, dairy. Yeah, yeah. I bet they were having maybe even less waste in general because what they're eating is like actually being absorbed instead of like, you know, eating cardboard fries. And who knows how... I also think that there are a lot of times that men weren't peeing there because they weren't home. True. They were peeing out wherever. Yeah, or even shitting in a bush somewhere if they needed True. to. So I, I don't know about as far... You know, as how much would be taken up, but kids shit a lot, don't oh, they? Excuse me. I feel like I would fill up a hole by myself that's five feet deep faster than five years. 
the way that my body doesn't like certain things and the way that I ignore that, <laughs> I think the same way for myself. <laughs> but I don't know if, I mean, it's just a worse consistency. I don't know that it's necessarily more. I guess, too, do you just like, eventually the weight of it starts flattening it out more and you don't have like piles, you just have like... <laughs> I just think about all of the the things that are flying around down oh, there, and then you yeah. sit on it, and they're like, "Where did the light and the air go?" I'm, what the fuck is happening? But they maybe wouldn't know to fly up to that spot if it's blocked off. You're talking about flies going in your butt. But I'm talking about not going in, but like running into you. <laughs> I can feel the flies hitting my balls. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Oh, isn't it awful? Sitting just, on my nuts and just my Just imagining dick. just like flying up and just like hitting ah! you. Yeah, this is horrifying. Like the feeling when you walk into one of those like gnat groups that are just oh, flying yeah, 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 yeah. in groups. On my balls. Uh-huh, but on your balls. I mean, it, it would tickle, but it would also be horrible. And But you probably wouldn't stay there. Or you'd just be like, shit! And just like shit as much as you could. And like splatter. <laughs> it, like a... I don't know. Whatever. We have two more songs. Here is the full version of the original edit of the uh, the Pork Chops Little Diddy. Here's the full one minute and four second Pork Chops Little Diddy. I bet Zach likes this song. Because Zach does like this band. Fuck yeah, Zach likes this band. I don't know where he, what albums he's kind of more into or if he's into all of it. Well, he's you know, referenced things off of Brown album. To me, I feel like, like uh, he said "Shake Hands with Beef" one time. That, I feel like that's like the hippie hippies like that album. Yeah, because those were the p- type of people that I mentioned Zach, earlier. Zach's also into Humphreys, who get a little metally. So I think he'd be into all Primus. He seemed it, into it when we watched that like, two-hour concert. Yeah, and it was like his idea. Yeah, he it? he bought it and he just we watched it over here and hung uh, out. Yeah, I think is what happened. Uh, I like Pork Chops, Little Diddy. Yeah, I enjoy it. It's short them. enough that I'm fine with it being there. And I'd much rather have a music little ditty kind of thing than like, you know, like the Punky Brewster album where it's like a minute and a half of just a skit or a rap album sometimes do that. Like, I don't need this shit. Well, 20 second, the last 20 seconds of that was also just dead air. So it was really only 43 seconds or so. But and here's Hail Santa. I'm just letting it play because it's not much. This is under two minutes. So. My favorite song with a bicycle bell in it. Uh, mine's not. Mine's the song Bicycle by Queen. Bicycle, bicycle. Every time I think of that song, I think of Barry Gordon. <laughs> As a kid, we went to school. He was obsessed with Queen. And I was over at his house a couple times. And he like got out a Queen book one time. And I remember being shocked because it had pictures of the topless women riding bicycles during the concert performance and I was like I can't believe Barry Gordon has this fucking book because this is the kid that wasn't like allowed to see Jaws well it was art right and maybe the parents Jaws was art maybe the parents didn't know about it so he kept it kind of away and he showed he brought it out around you because you were another boy and and you could enjoy the boobies (laughs) yeah look at those boobies that's so weird how boys like to look at stuff together Girls don't watch pornography together, <laughs> but boys are like, yeah, let's just get together and Well, I only know porn. one group of boys who got together and watched porn, and that was my friends. I don't know if anybody else did that. But part of it, at least back in the day, was, hey, one I know person you, got the tape. I know you don't have anything. Here. 
Yeah. Now you just you look at your phone for three fucking minutes and you're done. <laughs> I think about it also, I guess, because I feel like it's maybe more imprinted from movies, but I think about dad is going to work late. Boy finds out that dad has a porno tape. Oh, yeah. Boy steals it. They only have so much time that all of them can just watch it together and see it before <laughs> it has to be snuck back into dad's. And then, we, know, and then we'll just keep it in our brains for us to go our separate ways later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or we would have pizza and porn nights. We called them P and P nights. <coughs> and everybody would like bring a porn tape just to like watch it and we would stay up all night just watching porn and playing pool and eating pizza and then anytime anybody was in the bathroom for longer than a minute you'd be like what are you doing in there what you doing what we think you're doing (laughs) no wouldn't it be funny if if every time someone was like there if it's like pp and p they just were like it's ping pong and like (laughs) (laughs) like i don't know Uh, I'm all about this night so far of ping pong. Just different. Porn no. and pizza. <laughs> just different P words. I just can't think of anything. Oh, you think like parasailing and parachuting. <laughs> and those aren't things that you can just do with your friends on a Saturday Especially night. Especially while you're half trying to play ping pong. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Especially. Uh, another example of boys just watching pornography together was the Corpuside bus or the Corpuside van. We would like stop at porn stores just to kill time, and then Adam would walk out with like five new tapes, and he'd just pop one in because he had like the VCR in the van. So we'd just be rolling around with hardcore pornography playing. Fucking nasty boys. <laughs> well, we are finished with the album, and it is uh, at that point of the podcast where didn't you have a guitar somewhere? Nope. And then you had to move it because of the dog, or was that the last episode? That was the last episode. Um, there are things over I there. I got stuff to go. Okay, sorry, but it's <laughs> ch- we're to the part of the podcast where it's time to go over some questions. I'm playing a water bottle to talk about questions now. I'm playing this water bottle, and I bet you're wondering how well you annoyingly squeeze it and make crinkle noises, and then you do a rap. And then this song really turns out to be a piece of crap. That's right, it's called Questions. Questions. 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 That wasn't our worst. (laughs) We've definitely had worse. All right, so why did I choose this? I already said that. I've been wanting to choose a Primus album. Bada bing, bada bang. I watched that video. Oh, that hasn't been plugged in the whole time. (laughs) Who cares? Uh, I watched that concert special. I was like, Primus rules so fucking hard. I want to... uh, Because there were a few bands. Rush showed up. There was Ween there, and there was Primus. And, and there was Matt Stone and Trey Parker. Well, it was their thing, but I'm talking about the actual uh, yeah. musicians. So if anyone's going to get me riled up and excited, that it's going to be Primus. Was, that black dude that was drumming, like I guess for Ween, but he was there too. He was I think just for everyone. Phenomenal. He was good. playing the drums. Phenomenal. Um, what do I think you thought when I gave this to you? I gave this to you also because we were getting over COVID and I thought that it would be an easy listen. Not something you have to think too much about. Not something that's going to make you feel bad or that you're not going to enjoy. I just wanted something that would be an easy album to also record two episodes in a weekend so we can kind of uh yeah get made, back to normal you made it easy you made it easy and uh, it was a it was a whole thing so i think that you were just excited i think that this is one that you looked forward to now, i don't know if excited is the right word but i think that it was something that you were 
This was one I knew was not going to take a lot about. of work to get ready for. Not in excited, fact, but excited. I did listen to it, but I could have not listened to it, and it would have been fine. That's hey, some Sam's loud thunder. I'm getting ready to go uh, pick up some groceries. I need to be there within the next uh, 24 minutes. Oh, so. well, we're good. We're at the end. All right. So your judgment prior to listening to this, you already just now mm-hmm. said that. So how many times did you actually listen to it? I since only you listened just said to that? this twice. Um, like I said, I could have done this episode without listening to it, but I didn't think it was right. Plus... I kind of need something to get me to not listen to only King Diamond right now. So, because um, that's still happening. So, it was a refresher. What was really cool was this morning I put it on in the speakers in that back room where I like practice music I heard and stuff. That. And I closed the door. And sometimes practicing on a practice pad and just doing rudiments and stuff is boring, especially when you get a metronome involved and you just hear click, 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 click. It was much more fun to put on music mm-hmm. and use that as my tempo. I was still just doing like rudiment exercises and stuff, but I'm playing along with the song and it's giving me a natural groove. I'm not like a robot, which is still fine to do and probably it's probably better for exercise to use a metronome, but I'm not listening to bands that don't have natural timing. Primus has a timing. They're not everywhere. Is Samuel getting his groove back? Samuel, Sam is getting his groove back. That's fantastic. I listened to this album four times. Four? So I listened to it enough for the both of us. <laughs> All right. That was a sleepers reference that for sure everyone was. out there. Yes. So I think that the song that you like the least oh, from this album is Hamburger Train. That was the last song that was uh over eight minutes long you had asked me if this was the song that i skipped that's definitely my least favorite um like i said while it was playing it's it's a fine song or it's fine thing how am i how am i supposed to say this i can listen to it but i never go i want to listen to it i can't listen to it just because they're just playing instruments it's slap bass it sounds like primus i'm good with it but it Nothing sticks out on this. Nothing makes me like. I would never even think of this song. It's more of an example of Primus just being kind of jammy. I mean, they don't usually yeah. do that. No, they a lot. don't usually do that. But that was that was the example. Sam, what do you think my least favorite song I is? Am kind of. I don't really know. Um, it's an actual song. It's not just some little thing or whatever. So it's not. I'm. I'm basically saying it's not like just some instrumental song. Well, I was gonna say "Wounded Knee." So if you're saying it's not instrumental, I mean, I forgot about that song. But no, that's not it at all. Um, is it? I'm gonna give you a fake. The chance. old Diamondback Sturgeon. That is correct. Wow. It's the old Diamondback Sturgeon. This is the song that's skippable for me. Wow. I get it, but I it's I not, don't agree. It's not bad. Yeah. But it kind of bores me. It, it's yeah. not, and I think that it's much more repetitive than a lot of stuff that they usually do. And that it gets on my nerves. So I I agree. I think this is probably one of the weakest Fisherman's Chronicles too, because there's been other Fisherman's Chronicles like Fish On. Well, and I won't say I shouldn't say that this is skippable because. I would let this start, and then I would be like, oh, yeah, this gets on my nerves, and then I would I would skip past the rest of it, but I would not just usually see it and be like, nah. But, yeah, I have to actually hear it to remember. That's how I feel. <laughs> um, so your most favorite song, I think, based on the way that we 
have discussed this particular song more times than any other song, Mr. Crinkle. I think it has a sentimental thing to you, and it was visually very interesting, and that's my guess. So here's where it gets sticky, Michelle. Oh, no. Did you come? Yes, I did. Actually, no, I shit my pants because that shit is here that I didn't get out earlier. Well, I have to pee before I leave, so let's get this out. Um, I have to... I had to decide which way I was going to think of this because I like to play Primus songs on the bass. They're very fun to play. So I had to go, am I going to go with what do I like to play the most or what's the favorite song on the album? You are correct. I'm going to give it to Mr. Crinkle. But DMV was very, very close behind because doing that. It is so fun to play. I don't have a bow or a giant uh, stand-up bass, so I can't play this song, <laughs> Mr. Crinkle, but well, it's so creepy. The pig mask, the video, Pam, well, it just all holds It's funny because while you were talking about DMV, I was playing that, and then now that you're talking all about right. that, I'm <laughs> playing a little bit of DMV to also give just a little bit of yeah, a shout-out as well. All right, what do you think my most favorite song is? This is hard because you could go many ways on this, but I think your favorite song is Welcome to This World. Holy shit, you got it right. Yeah, I got both right. This This song song is is so fucking good. good. (laughs) And do you remember there was a South Park episode where... Like Kyle starts like reading books about existence and he's like, I don't even know if I'm even real. I don't even exist. I think I do remember and this. And then he like becomes a pyramid triangle, like entity. This is a song that fucking plays. Oh, that's beautiful. And you're just like, this works. Because he's like, I am everything and I am nothing. It's funny. I liked Primus before I knew who Primus really was. Right. Because of South Park. Oh, and I love on that South Park album when a chef will be like, and now South Park's favorite band, Primus. And you're like, oh, yeah, that's a good favorite band to have. <laughs> oh, wasn't that so cool when they did the history of the theme song? It was. What's cooler is getting this done faster. <laughs> I forgot. That's <laughs> okay. Um, Fuck Kroger. <laughs> no, I'd rather get my things. It's getting ready to rain, too, so that means I'm going to be doing a Kroger Bullshit. pickup. I also have to get medication, so I have things to do as well as piss. How old was I when I first first started listening to this it was sometime when we were together it was i'd say earlier in our relationship but not super early because i feel like we've been fans of primus for a while i just know that it was you who introduced me um i immediately fell in love with primus they've got the funk enough that gonna get you it's very enjoyable and you like that alternative sound i've always and i yeah alternative music from the 90s is my jam so this was 93 this was 93. We're right in our Recorded fucking Recorded in 92. Yeah. So We're right there. It's, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I would 100% recommend this album today to anyone who would be interested in music like this. I've. It's been nice to see certain people who listen to this podcast or like my sister who I was like, you should listen to Primus. Uh, it's nice to see that Primus has stuck on certain people. So... I like Let it. them into your life. I like that you like Primus, Beth. It makes me very happy. So <laughs> I'm just going to say that. Um, I'm, not, I'm not necessarily taking credit for giving it to her, but I definitely suggested it to her. I, I can't necessarily be the one who pushed yeah. her to do it. but She already had a personality that you saw 
you should be a Primus fan. That's a bigger yeah. fan than you are. It was like you should just if you don't know them, you should definitely be listening to them because yeah. you would like them for sure. Um, would you listen to this album again, Sam? Oh yeah, zero. Uh, Primus is in my life. It's part of my life. Zero out of ten. All over the rock and roll kitties. I'm gonna give this eight and a half. All over the rock and roll cats because they're. I have. Um, there's other Primus albums I like more, and I agree with that article you were talking about. There's some fat that could have been trimmed off of this, and it could have been a, a great, stellar album. Yeah, but it's still a great fucking album. It's got so much good songs on it, and uh, good tones, man. All right, I'm taking your rating as a suggestion because I think that it's kind of a perfect answer for how I feel as well. Eight point five. There you go. Um, describe this album in one word. Uh, one word for me is, in the world of Primus. Primus. Essential. Fantastic. Yeah, I never thought that word was going to come out of my mouth for describing an album, but this album is an essential Primus album. Um, I don't feel like I can come. I have some, a, couple, a few words like that are kind of coming out at me, but I don't feel like any of them properly encompass what I'm what it makes me feel so I guess I'm just going to say I just saw lightning groovy that works we just a heard storm that storm is a common I looked up today it wasn't actually supposed to rain I saw that it's supposed to be con- possible severe things here and there Damn. but continuously mucky for a couple days gotcha. possibilities listen to us talk about the weather like some old yeah, hens right, uh we're finished with uh questions and sam what's next well what's next is i tossed this up in my brain am i gonna make this not really hard on michelle but am i gonna give her something one that we'd have to watch which is adding something that we have to watch is always a little bit of an extra yeah it's not the worst though it's not the worst but it's definitely we have to cut time out it's not like you can just do it while you're working yeah that's true then I thought, are we going to stay on this easy train and maybe pick up some artists in an album that uh, I've needed to talk about for a while? All right. What's, so what's I went happening? with the second option. I'm holding back another one for another episode. I'm going with the second option, which is kind of in this world still. Kind of in this world. We, we are doing somebody I reference probably on every episode, and I uh, compare things that this man did to other people all the time. Jesus Christ? No, uh, but he is a, a savior of sorts. The man's name is Frank Zappa. I'm oh! taking us back into Zappa world, but I'm doing the easy route, and we're just going to do... Which one did I do before? You did apostrophe, and then I did the mothers of invention. Hmm. Oh, you were going to do a apostrophe? I was do apostrophe. <laughs> well, what about like one size fits all? Let's do it. One size fits all. It's right next to apostrophe. It's also one of those ones you can give somebody easily. But yeah, I want to do Zappa. One size, do, we'll do one size fits all. All right. Damn, You're welcome. I just thank <laughs> you because one size fits all. I was obsessed with there for a little yeah. bit. So that makes sense. All right. I had overnight sensation in my brain when you said one size fits all. So I thought I was agreeing to overnight sensation. But I oh, like. Do you want to do overnight no, sensation? I like one size fits all better because it's a little avant garde on parts 
And I was obsessed with it at one point. Okay. So, yeah, let's do that. That works. One size fits all. Frank Zappa. All right. Well, thanks, as always, for listening. I'm going to go piss and get some groceries because that's what an adult does. And I'm going to shit after she pisses, and I'm going to try and play the drums before she gets home. Oh, do you want me to not flush so you can shit on my piss? Yes. And that way, if it splashes up, there's a part of me on you. Absolutely. That's disgusting. Thank you very much for listening. We love you so much, and goodbye. Thank you. Hug someone that you love. Look them in the eyes. (laughs) Tell them that you love them and Live that they matter. Live your life, God damn it! Don't be too big to say that you're sorry. Don't be afraid to address situations. Just own up, and life will be easier for you. Life's life, life can be hard and beautiful. You just gotta wade through there and get to your destination. And make sure that you're proud of how you got there. And I'm gonna be the opposite and say, don't do any of that. Assume that everyone's mad at you at all times, and assume that you're uh, not a good person. Wade in the water. Wade in the water. I got poop. You gotta pee. Let's go.